0: Right, fried potatoes. One potato,
1: two potatoes, three Bright potatoes, four, potato. five potatoes, six potatoes, seven potatoes more. One potato, two potatoes, three potatoes, four,
0: five potatoes, six potatoes, seven potatoes more. Potatoes. Welcome
1: to the Potato League podcast
0: with your hosts Dan and Tom.
1: Thanks, DJ. Thank you, DJ welcome to episode 326 nice. <laughs> excuse me a potato league podcast like
0: two episodes in a row you've had that right Andy.
1: I know and it's because uh if you're hearing this if my schedule says stays the same it will be a week after uh, we actually record it because I've kind of gotten on a because once I once we've sat here for two hours and I go upstairs I ain't coming back down <laughs> understood I usually start the export as we're going upstairs yep. and then that's it and so what I've fallen into for a uh you coming over gives me a good uh, reason to kind of tidy up a little bit. I mean, it's not exactly spotless in here, but I do clean up my little area. Um, and I've started uploading the the episodes the morning that we record them. So they're always going to be a week behind. So you're, <laughs> you're hearing, like, you're just getting TJ's congratulations today. Uh, you just got our New Year's list last week. Still, considering how uh, prompt we've
0: been with other episodes... One week behind Yeah, us. that's well, actually pretty much like industry standard if I do, dare include us in the podcasting industry.
1: Yes, but lots of times those are because there's like uh, post work. There's yeah. none of that here. Yeah. The only thing I do <laughs> for post work, I do kind of re listen to the episodes so I know what to call it because I've forgotten by the time I get to <laughs> anyone. Um, and then I look for a thumbnail picture and then. I almost had a good one today, too, because I just named last week's uh, Spielberg and Michael Mann. Yeah. That's pretty much all we talked about. Yeah. Uh, or those were the primary things. So I wanted a picture of... I was like, This guy's been making movies for 50 years. There's got to be I'll a picture it. of the two of them. There is, but it had like uh, Shutterstock, Watermark over it, which kind of ruined it. And also, um, shit, who's the guy who's the... Not Ludacris, but the other black guy in Fast and Furious. Tyrese? Yes. It is for some reason Michael Mann, Steven Spielberg, and Tyrese with David O. Russell in the background.
0: I want to know that story. I don't know why the three of them. Why is Tyrese
1: anywhere near them? (laughs) And it was funny because... uh, a, I didn't want it. I didn't want it because it had the watermark. And then B, I was like, I'm gonna have to cut Tyrese out of this, and that feels wrong. I know. <laughs> I I feel like that's like right before like Fast and the Furious Seven
0: when they were looking for a new director before they landed on like F. Gary Gray or was that eight? I can't remember. And they're <laughs> nice. like, Hey, uh, Spielberg, like uh, when you guys want to take a yeah. shot at Fast and the Furious, we're gonna send Tyrese over to you yeah. to make the pitch. He is
1: charming. He is
0: so he's a charming man. Cause We both know none. Neither of you want to talk to Vin Diesel at this point.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Um. (coughs) Excuse me. Uh, Things that I wanted to remember to talk about before we dive into our normal thing. Did you watch the new Ant Man trailer? I did. I'm like excited for it. I am too. Should I not? I should. I should like. I feel like the last couple MCU's have been. Either uninspiring to begin with, or I was disappointed. It's weird, because I feel like... Like, they've been laying the groundwork for something very
0: interesting, I feel. Yeah. Between, like, you know, WandaVision and, uh, you know, Doc Strange and the Multiverse's Madness of Madness. And Loki. Loki, that, you know, there's a lot of cool shit out there that we can pull in. And they just kind of haven't done it yet. It feels like this might be the first, like... Jumping into the pool.
1: Yeah, like I agree. They put out mm-hmm.
0: the chairs. They've got you know the radio yep. all set and the snacks out for the party. They've even they've even sent out flyers. Yeah, now mm-hmm. is when everyone is starting to jump into arriving and starting to jump into the pool. So it feels like this is the the big moment for where they're going from here.
1: The obvious thing is that I think this trailer certainly more than the first one, and certainly more than the alternate version you see in Loki we're getting Evil Kang. Yeah. We're getting to see this is our next Thanos level threat mm-hmm. um, and worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I'm excited for that. And, and I think, and, and that may be, uh, look, movies nowadays are, and rightfully so, get a lot of shit for trying to franchise everything. Mm-hmm. Hell, you and I are trying to franchise a 30-year-old <laughs> uh, uh, neo-noir yeah. private eye book series Um, but I do think that the, the Infinity Saga, um, would be thrilled that I used that. Yeah. That I said Infinity Saga. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, whereas Vin Diesel's just dying for everyone to say Fast Saga and no one wants to. Yeah, everyone's like, yeah, you're still making them, but that doesn't make it a saga. I don't want to call it that. Just because you want me to. Um, but since the Infinity Saga, because it was such a... Really beautifully done, yeah, uh, and paced and planned over a fucking ha- um, better part of a decade. Um, I feel like I m- maybe I missed that. Maybe mm-hmm. I because I, I remember saying uh, I need a break. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm looking forward to these kind of one offs that we're gonna yep. get. But then and then they gave them to you, and you're like
0: oh <laughs> exactly. I I feel, that's not what I want. I wanted. feel like and a hypocrite. It. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: weird. Um, but, uh, I, um, but I am. Yeah, but I mean,
0: they had to put a lot of new players on the board. Yeah, it's like. They know, okay, we can't rely on all these guys that have got us to this point forever. Right. I mean, it. Hawkeye ain't coming back anytime soon right now.
1: Um, but even if he did... well, soon,
0: Jeremy Renner. Y- yeah, uh,
1: Renner's injuries aside... Um, I mean, and they had to have known that this could happen. Like, they they were
0: incredibly lucky Yeah, that <coughs> the people that they put in the major pieces for this 10-year saga... The only one they ever really had to replace was Hulk. And... And Rhodey. And and Rhodey. And both of those were, like, first two movies.
1: Yeah, it was... There was no mid... Yeah. You know, 2014 you, you know, replacing
0: nothing, Cap. Nothing, you know, happened that... I mean, these guys who are action film stars, no one got seriously fucking injured and needed to be away for a few
1: years. Or any... any. Yeah, anything any reason to um, that the the fact that all of these people were and look there was a shitload of money tossed at them yeah but like the fact that all of these people were yeah. endlessly available and we kind of touched on this last week yeah. talking about how the the downside of that is they gave up yeah. making other things yeah. to the point where you know it's
0: Chadwick Boseman was like his swan yeah. song you know and he didn't even let people onto the fact that he was dying right cuz he wanted to finish those movies
1: yeah now, he's an example of obviously Black Panther 2 was written with him in mm-hmm. mind, but um they got through <laughs> it sounds awful to talk about it this way, but they got through the Infinity Saga yeah. before uh he passed before he got yeah. really sick. Mm-hmm. Um so <laughs> maybe maybe this is they're paying for it now. Yeah. They they've uh, had a little string of bad luck. But the also I haven't seen black panther 2 yet which is Hmm. two weeks two weeks like the first week of february um we'll be on disney plus so hopefully um i'm betting they wanted to make sure that got on disney plus before ant-man probably i'm guessing so that'll be pretty cool it'll be like not back to back weeks or is it the third or the tenth that black panther third is sticking in my head, but I'm yeah, not sure. Me too. Um so it'll be Black Panther that either way, at, at most it's two weeks because uh Ant Man is the seventeenth. So uh yeah, I mean I'm I'm looking forward to that. Uh anything else on Marvel? Um You are still I'm looking at your list <laughs> I'm I, I'm still in full blown fucking yeah. Spielberg. With very few uh outliers. Yeah. Uh, interesting outliers, though. Ones that I do want to talk about. Cool. Uh, I should have watched Raging Bull this week. When I saw uh, all three of you, I mean, obviously you were watching it for your black and white, uh, video monsters thing. Um, <coughs> so, like, I saw all three of you popped like, on my yeah. people that you're following. It was Raging Bull, Raging Bull, Raging Bull. Uh, I should have watched it, uh, that day. I can't remember what I was, I was into. I might have been, that might have been when I watched Devil in Blue Dress. Um, <coughs> Because that's on my, uh, on obviously, on my Scorsese list. Um, the other one, we can talk about Devil in the Blue Dress in a minute. We both watched that. Um, the one that I wanted to <coughs> ask you about, and then we'll go through all your Spielbergs, because uh, you watched the good Jurassic Park, and then uh, they get progressively worse from there. Uh, and it is it is quite the progression.
0: <laughs> yeah. It is not a gradual
1: decline. Oh, no, it's a cliff. Yeah, it is a
0: step right off yeah. the fucking cliff of yeah. those films.
1: yeah. Uh, I am cursed with having to watch. It's it kind of rotates. <clears throat> Jurassic Park is the <laughs> the original is the only one that's that we seem to always watch. Yeah, and then it's kind of mixed in with the newer ones, and mm-hmm. sometimes we watch the you know uh, yeah w- the one. This that you was watched. my first
0: rewatch of like the
1: Lost World, World in decades. Wow, it sucks. Yeah. I, I don't. <clears throat> We might as well jump right into that, because I, I, the other one that I was talking about a second ago was Pale Blue Eye, and we'll talk about that in a minute. So we'll jump into it, now that we're already started on Spielberg, we might as well keep going. First Jurassic Park we talked about it last week is still great. Still yeah. great, great. Yeah. Um, it's it's ridiculous how well that film continues to hold up yeah. 30 years fucking later. And not getting uh, a... Uh, Lucas-style reworking every... Yeah. He yeah. hasn't... I don't think he's touched it, has he? I don't he? think he has either. Sounds, sounds bad. I don't well, think it's he's not like it.
0: E.T. where he replaced the guns with walkie-talkies <laughs> and then thought better of it and put the guns back in. um Yeah, it's... I don't... As far as I'm aware, he hasn't gone in and, like, done, like, a touch-up. Yeah. Like Lucas has done with... With ad effects. Everything. So. Yeah. Um, he, he's left it alone, and... I mean like you you can watch movies from the 80s and go like, "Wow, well, the effects are still pretty cool in that." But yeah. <sighs> you know, yeah. like you walk, you can watch Empire e- even with the the redone effects and you'll still be like, "Yeah, oh yeah." Yeah, you can still see the Vaseline under the uh, right. in the lens
1: there where that was, you know, doing that. You can see the outlines yeah. of things. fucking and...
0: Jurassic Park still looks so goddamn
1: good. And a lot of it was uh the way it shot. Yeah. Um that makes it look. I mean, the <clears throat> they did the big T Rex stuff at night in the mm-hmm. rain for a reason because yep. it looks awesome. Yeah, and it's easy to. Although uh, I, the the striking thing about the movie is your first introduction to the dinosaurs is in broad daylight. Yep, which is nuts to think yep. back. Um, that yeah. Now- nowadays it would be
0: at night, foggy, foggy. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, and, and even then it would have been.
1: Hey, look, they're in the distance. Yeah. Yeah. And if Lucas had done it, there would have been a fucking stampede of them. Yeah. (laughs) There would have been a thousand of them on the screen at once. Yeah. And so you couldn't focus on any of them. right? And there would have been huge clouds of dust. Yeah. And it would have looked like trash. But, but like you said, the drop-off to Lost World. And I didn't remember Lost World being that much worse. I knew that I always preferred. Well, let's just... It's such a
0: mess of a film. Yeah.
1: Like, the effects
0: still look good. Yeah. Like, you get the little tiny guy, you know, the little chicken dinosaur guys there uh, that harass everybody. Um,
1: This is is the one that, refresh my memory, this is the one... Okay, oh, and yeah, yeah, Julianne Moore Moore is just the worst, right? Which is ridiculous, because this is coming off of Boogie
0: Nights. You know, yeah. this, is, this is like right when she got fucking hot and noticed. Well, and she's a phenomenal actress. She's fine.
1: The character yeah. is the worst. Yeah.
0: You've got... You you have found a way to shoehorn Ian Malcolm back in it. Who makes... I mean, he made sense to be in the first one. Because it's all... Yeah. Hey, he's going to be our theoretical guy. You know, yeah. what? what could go wrong?
1: Yeah, you were already there. What, you
0: knew what went wrong. Yeah. And the whole fact that, like, oh, well, this is a secret second island where they've just been allowed to live. Yeah. For four years, untouched, and it's like... <clears throat> how the fuck was that even allowed to happen after the first one? <laughs> like, Why wasn't the Jesus second island new? Richard Attenborough is responsible for, mm. for some horrible, horrible, horrible shit. Because, yeah, he just... Let it happen, knowing full-blown, like, his fucking dickbag son that we're meeting for the first time in this one, who's all corporate, oh, right. is gonna, you know, turn this out for the worst. You've got Vince Vaughn as a videographer slash, like, Greenpeace terrorist. Right. Um, does he
1: steal, like, an egg or something?
0: What does he do? Well, he's, like, the saboteur and everything. Um, I think he does steal an egg towards the end. At the end, I was kind of zoning out. Honestly. <laughs> especially once I'm they not going to lie. Especially hopefully. once they got you know to the mainland, we always forget that yeah. part even exists. Oh it's just yeah, so, right. It's so uh. fuck it, It's such a King Kong trying to be moment. And it's just awful. Yeah. Um, you've got. I I love Pete Pastawait, but I do not think of Pete Pastawait as like Kraven the Hunter. I just don't.
1: What did I see him in? What did I just see him in? I mean, you, you, and you've you got Peter Stomari, who's actually pretty
0: well cast, for what he is.
1: Oh, he was in Last of the Mohicans, Pete Postle
0: Yeah. Was. I fucking love Pete Postlewaite. I did not like him in Jurassic... Because, again, he's, he's out of place. Yeah. So many people in that film feel very, very out of place. You've got Richard Schiff, no glasses, no beard. What the fuck are you doing to Toby? Come
1: on, Toby. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> um... Yeah, it's it's just um You could tell it felt very rushed into production. <clears throat> gotta make
1: that. <laughs> I mean, you gotta make that dinosaur money.
0: Yeah, which you know you, you can't blame them. Like apparently, I as I as googling says just curious. The first film in in its first year from like ninety three to ninety four made a billion dollars in merchandising money.
1: Yeah, in nineteen
0: ninety three. I get why they went. Okay, we need to get another one out quick. Hey Stevie, when are you gonna be done with that Jewish film? You yeah, know, we need you to make
1: more dinosaurs. Yeah. Um, what a jarring transition that must have been. Oh, watching them in the same week was jarring. <laughs> were they back? To, they were back to back.
0: Yeah, or, they were. Yeah. They released really same year. <laughs> uh, apparently, yeah, he was like working on one. I I, I believe he was working on this because he, he had filmed Jurassic Park earlier. Yeah. But was doing like doing like a lot of the last minute shit on Jurassic Park at night while filming Jurassic uh, while filming Schindler's List during the day. Um, yeah, and I, so I watched those back to back on the same fucking day. And it, yeah, it was jarring. It's a long day. Yeah. Well, I had nothing else. It was a snow day. <laughs>
1: oh, so it was Friday. Snow yeah. day.
0: <laughs> Thanks. Um, and then yeah, then I finish it up with the Lost World, and I'm like, oh, why did I do it in this order? Yeah. Ugh.
1: They only get worse, too. The third one's even worse. The third one is... The I one remember
0: with... being a little more okay with the third one, specifically because it wasn't Spielberg. So I had zero expectations yeah, I suppose. of it. Uh, but it's pretty dumb. Yeah, it's... it's... Lost well, World, <clears throat> at this moment in my rewatch, is the worst Spielberg film. Yeah. Which is... It's so weird. Because, like I said, there's some really good stuff in it. Some amazing shots. And... Especially now that I'm like where I'm watching all this other shit in the middle of all these Spielberg films, you realize just how fucking good he is. Yeah, because like watching The Pale <clears throat> Blue Eye, which is a fine film, and it's yeah. Scott Cooper, and I've liked other Scott Cooper films. It seemed so fucking boring compositionally. Yeah, because like, oh look, it's a static shot. Oh look, it's a one-two shot. Oh, and the camera is just not. There's <clears throat> nothing engaging like I I was looking up I was on Twitter this morning it showed just like the one of the one of the opening scenes of E.T. where you first see Peter Coyote and you only see his keys yeah that's how you get to know him like the first three times he's on screen you only see his keys jingling on his hip and it's like a shot looking over like the suburbs from like that little cliff area where E.T. was and it's like you just it's like they got this really cool where they're zooming back but yet up and then like the men start walking through the scene and the sun hits an angle and there's some like just dust from them walking around and then Peter Coyote's hip steps into the scene where you see him jingling the keys and I'm like there's literally nothing <clears throat> happening in the scene but yeah. dude's walking around and it's just so well composed. Yeah. And then you watch another movie and you're like you don't even see like their money shots. Like the ones that you're like oh this is a big shot of the movie aren't even fucking close to that. Right. And that was just like a little 20 second shot in the E.T. You know not even like a big scene. Not a you know, no drama, no nothing. It was just fucking setting a stage, and it's.
1: Uh, I know I don't remember if you uh, had subscribed to the. Um, the spikema movies. No YouTube channel. Um, he does like deep dive into uh, mainly like like the, his page is filled with uh, Park Chan Wook and um, and Bong movies. Mm-hmm. And obviously, the most recent little breakdown is it's about seventeen minutes long, so it's it's kind of it's pretty in depth of just kind of because uh, uh, Park does a lot with color, mm-hmm. obviously, and like in uh, Decision to Leave, there's a lot of teal, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, the the use of color, and then also the way he uses camp the camera work, mm-hmm. like every time, not every time, but when you see her she it starts low and goes up and when you see him you start above him and it comes down Mm -hmm. things you don't notice the first time through subliminal you know you might get them subliminally but you Mm -hmm. don't notice notice it um there's another part uh when you see an overhead of the beach where the you know the road is Mm -hmm. there and then there's the beach and the waves are coming in the waves form her face for like a half a second Oh, it's very cool. I've never noticed that. Uh, you you it's, never. It's, would. It, it's so
0: funny too, because like when you you then you you always get the comments on these things like, oh, this is just the director showing off. Yep. Yes. Sure is. <laughs> Who
1: kind cares? of. I, I
0: kind of like that. Right. Um, You know, I I want these films to look and feel different and just yeah. and be visual. It's a visual fucking medium, guys. I get it. Kevin Smith is never going to make something with a big swooping crane shot right. to a steady cam, to a, you know, whatever. And that's fine. I right. don't expect those from him. But, you know, I hate it's to, nice I hate to, to see piss it. on Marvel movies because they're kind of <laughs> known for this. They don't do a lot of cool stuff like that because right. they're very concerned about the effects and whatnot. But here's right. Spielberg with fucking dinosaurs, you know, doing all this shit. Yeah. You know, making every scene, even if it's just like, I mean the, the 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 tyrannosaurus attack, you know, at nighttime when they when the power goes down, that scene is fucking perfect. Yeah, and he stages it so well that like you know you're in trouble because you he set up a goat standing there two scenes ago, right? And now when the kids look over for it, the goat is gone, right? And you're just like oh fuck, and it's just such so, so beautifully set up, and then the way he moves the camera around and picks his shots. And it's well, just so interesting because like Spielberg is such an easy filmmaker to kind of hate on. Like, yeah. Well, it seems like almost every film fan goes through like a eh fuck Spielberg phase yeah. for a while. And then you're just like nope that was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> we'll nope, do that again. Don't know why I did that. Yeah. I, I get it because he's easy to hate because he's a <clears throat> populist and yeah. you know he makes very popular movies that make a lot a lot of money. That's I have an
1: easier time hating Cameron. Well Cameron's a douche. It, yeah. At the very least
0: Cameron's a dick bag.
1: Yeah. I think that's big reason yeah Yeah. and and i don't have uh like an affinity to really any cameron movies the way i would half a dozen spielbergs no you know what i mean like you have to start to get to yeah i mean i don't really care about the first avatar i don't really care about um I mean, go, go
0: to my lists there. <coughs> I've been listing, like, I've been making a list of my Spielberg rankings as I've been doing this. Um, Those first seven are all five-star films. Yeah.
1: Uh, Jaws, Raiders, E.T., Saving Private Ryan, Schindler's, uh, Jurassic Park, Close Encounters. Yeah. And you can make argument. Like, I, I did rate The Fableman's a five, but I'm holding off on the
0: list because it's like, yeah. still only a one-time scene. Right. You know, whereas some of these other ones,
1: but it's like, well, and then there's not just that there's a glut of fours. Yeah. There are very few Jurassic. There's only one Jurassic World. Yeah. Really?
0: Um, Like I know many people, West Side Story is a five star.
1: Yeah. I've only seen it
0: once. So for me, it's still a four and a half. But like, if you went and told me, hey, you know what? I think Minority Report's a five star film. Sure, I'm not going to argue with you on that. I'm going to be like, I get it. It's if, a, it's it's, o- it's only a four for me,
1: right? But right. I mean, I, I can, I could believe that uh, <clears throat> to various people. Catch me if you can. Minority yep. Report, The Post, even. Um, I'd have a hard time believing like if you called War of the Worlds a five star, I'd have some questions. But yeah. like Munich, um, yeah.
0: And I mean, I haven't rewatched Lincoln yet, so Lincoln could very well, yeah. That's a solid
1: four, if I remember. Yeah,
0: like... So, yeah, he's he has made more five-star films than pretty much Cameron has made films.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. Cameron's very... He takes forever, obviously. I mean, he famously yeah. takes forever. Well, he's made, what? Three,
0: three films since 1997. Yeah. In, except for that one documentary, but, you know. Sure. Uh, but then, he, yeah. yeah, but he... You know, I, and, Every one of those films is now is either made two billion or is on their way to two billion. Right. So he knows what he's doing, but again, in a twenty-five year span he's made three films. Right. Spielberg's been I mean, he made two in nineteen ninety three.
1: Right. <laughs> they were a Jurassic Park and fucking Schindler's list. How did your Schindler's viewing go? Was it oh. like because I, I the advice I gave you last week was because I just watched it recently was you just have to dive back in and which once is you're exactly in exactly what I did which I is, just
0: started it and once you're in you're yeah. there and I started it early in the day so I'm yeah. like, <laughs> that's why <laughs> that's, that's why I did Jurassic that's why I did Jurassic Park after because I'm like so yeah better to I be
1: thinking about I, dumb dinosaurs when you go to bed
0: yeah exactly than fucking you know haunting Jewish death yeah um, but fucking Christ that film is a masterpiece yeah, of a it really movie. it really is um, it's not because i'm like you want to watch it she's like nope <laughs> i'm good yeah and i get it it's a hard hard watch and i can't fault anybody for not wanting to ever watch that film again because it's i mean it's it's i hate to say it like this it's kind of a happy ending it you is know, and that happy it ending is. well fucking guts you it's as happy as it can be yeah i mean he saves 1100 lives yeah
1: it, it, yes. any other film? That's a heroic ending. <laughs> well, and uh, that again, the magic of Spielberg somehow made you feel good at the end of yeah a, m- a movie about the Holocaust. Yeah, uh, with one of the most evil characters of all time, um, and just a fucking brilliant so, performance. Uh, so but good, it it's is. Just- his
0: utter fucking detachment yes. from everything that's going around with him. Yes. Like well, I, so the it's scene where he's standing in front of a like they had to dig up bodies and burn them, and he's just standing in front of a pile of burning corpses, and he's like, yeah, made me I have to dig up every rag here and burn it. Yeah. Whatever. It's like he's like,
1: in charge of I was gonna say cattle, but less than cattle. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's
0: yeah, he, he he reminds me of like a night watchman who like, oh, it's two hours. It's been two hours. I gotta go make a round. Yeah,
1: <sighs> this job kind of sucks, and yeah. Whereas, then you uh, you know, I, I think about when you think of really good Nazi performances, <laughs> you go from there to Christoph Waltz, who is charming, yeah, in in just ice cold, mm-hmm. but charming mm-hmm. in Inglorious Bastards. Um, and it's not a, a hot take to mention the opening scene of inglorious batch. It's like fifteen minutes long right yeah uh, <coughs> of him Both. at the farmhouse and Fucking just in master class intention building through dialogue and nothing else really and the uh the switching of languages mm-hmm. like how quickly it's it's like, Oh, nope, that is just as ugly in French as it was, mm-hmm. you know, in German or in English or how it's—it's just—it's—it's. Do it's you I mean to get off on a, a inglorious bastards tangent? But uh, it's very different from what was his. What was uh, Fine's name? in... Amon Amon Goat Goeth. Okay,
0: G O E T H E. I can't remember how it's pronounced specifically in the film.
1: Land is easier. Get. Uh,
0: I think it might be get.
1: Amon he's. Get. He is
0: gross. Oh, just when he's Whereas, like shirtless on the balcony, like just sniping away at people. Yeah. For no real fucking reason. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Just cause. Ugh. Yep. So. Yeah. Uh, way to go Spielberg on making Schindler's List. Um, still incredibly fucking powerful. Yeah. 30 years later. Um, and I do kind of like... What it's kind of... I mean, that's a turning point in his career. As far as, like, a move towards more serious filmmaking, I guess.
1: What would it have been up to that point? Were they all kind of... Well, I mean... From from Jaws on, were they all kind of in the blockbuster? Yeah.
0: Oh, I mean, there were a few not, like, always was not going to ever be a blockbuster.
1: Empire of the Sun and Color Purple. Color Purple. Um,
0: but even Color Purple... I, I haven't rewatched it yet, but I will. I remember I like back eighty five. Yeah, how it felt kind of clumsy. Like, he's doing an admirable fucking, admirable fucking job. Yeah. But it felt kind of clumsy to me.
1: Yeah, I, I wouldn't I, have seen it since I was I a kid. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. Yeah.
0: It will be very interesting to go back and rewatch that and Empire of the Sun.
1: Yeah, I bought Empire of the Sun recently, I, and I've never seen it um, that I yeah.
0: remember. I've seen it and can't remember a <clears> damn yeah, bit maybe. of it.
1: I certainly haven't seen it since Christian Bale has been a thing. Oh, God, no. So, that would be like 2,000 or later. Yeah. Um, no, it's just
0: remember because I remember, even as, as a kid, I was like, oh, this is a Spielberg film. Yeah. I need to watch this.
1: Yeah. And I did, and then I was like, okay. That's not what I'm used to. Yeah.
0: Where's <laughs> where's the cute, cuddly aliens yeah.
1: and shit? Or something. Yeah. Uh, you also watched Raiders. That was your most uh, recent. Oh, yeah. Man, and let me... I still love Temple of Doom, though, man. I know it's the one that gets shit on the most. Oh, you watched Temple of Doom too? Okay, yeah. <clears throat>
0: um, and and Last Crusade. Um, I watched them in complete reverse order.
1: Oh, nice. Um, that's something I would do. I,
0: I uh, the the opening shot of Temple of Doom, which is like the musical number. I'm like, how did he wait? Forty years before doing West Side Story. After this, it's a gr- <laughs> it's a wonderfully staged musical moment. I get it's just one song, yeah, but it's really well done. Um, yeah, I know that that film gets hated on a lot, but it, it's mean. It's definitely a mean fucking film. Yeah, anyway, I, it was funny that I also watched it the night that um, everything, everywhere, all at once won a bunch of shit at the Golden Globe. So
1: I right, said, uh-huh. I said, ah. So you had a little uh, short round. Yeah,
0: because uh, short round won the uh, Golden Globe this year yep. for Best Supporting <coughs> and had a great fucking speech.
1: Um, I heard he had a great speech. I did, I did not actually listen to the oh, speech.
0: I follow him on Twitter, too. He's fucking hilarious yeah. on Twitter. Um, um, what was the... But yeah, Tablet Doom, really good. Uh, Last Crusade still fo- holds up incredibly well. It made yep. me sad that we never
1: got more with that particular cast. Did you know that... Was it Ilsa? Mm. In uh, Last Crusade, yeah. is the evil blonde woman in RRR?
0: I did not.
1: Yeah, the one with the spike whip. I did not. Yeah, same actress. Whoa! <laughs> Isn't that that's wild? Kinda cool. <laughs> um.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm so disappointed that we never got like an advent another indie adventure with Sean Connery, or yeah. another young Indiana Jones with River Phoenix. Because, fuck.
1: <laughs> yeah. He would have had another great. Spielberg knows how to do
0: fucking opening sequences, because the opening sequence of that one is awesome, too. Oh, yeah.
1: The River Phoenix. Yeah. Beginning. Yeah. Um, Did he... When did he die? Mm, Ninety-two or
0: 92, I think. Early early 90s. Yeah. In front of the... Oh, yeah. My my Private Idaho was 91, I think, so it must have been 92 or 93. Yeah, in front of the Viper Club. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Johnny Depp. Man it ruins everything.
1: <laughs> what an asshole! And
0: now we're sued, but that's okay. Bring yeah. on, the, on the publicity.
1: Um, right, I want to talk about. I just. I, I want to. I, I don't even know what Pale Blue Eye is about. Ooh. I saw it pop up. Yeah. Um, I think I immediately jumped on and saw it was. Man, I hate the. I say this. I feel like I say this every week. I hate the way it comes up on the desktop. Mm-hmm. Version where the fuck? Oh, it's got a, it's only holding a three point one uh, yep. Letterbox score, which is low-ish mm-hmm. um, I mean,
0: it's 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 a Netflix original, a and it seems like Netflix originals are automatically a three. Yeah I'm does like... it
1: <laughs> does it look like a Netflix original? Yes. I was watching
0: something. There's some really good because again, Scott Cooper is a great filmmaker. He's made some very very good movies. Um, this one feels like it was. His his movies have all felt very personal to me. This one does not feel personal.
1: It feels um, like uh, Netflix gave me two million dollars or whatever to make this and, yeah. film.
0: Yeah, because it's got a great Netflix-y type premise. There is a murder at the <laughs> at the at the West Point Academy. Yeah, you know, in the eighteen thirties, uh, um, Christian Bale is brought on to solve the crime, and amongst the cadets that help him is a very
1: young Edgar Allan Poe. Right. Um, okay. Now, now, okay, that part I knew. Yeah, That's as much That's as I That's the know. part
0: that feels very, oh, this is a Netflix-y thing. Yeah.
1: Um, well, it feels very Anola Holmes. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> just a real quick on what we were talking about uh, has the Netflix look. I was watching the Honest Trailer commentary for Glass Onion, and they were talking about how Glass Onion looks like an actual movie movie. Yeah. And well, That's because they gave it, Ryan Johnson $400 yeah. <laughs> million dollars to make two of them. And it doesn't have that Netflix
0: look. Yeah. I, uh, I would bet the the cost of this one is probably more in the $15 million yeah, range. Yeah, Um Because it is a... I, and, uh, parts of it actually... This is, I think, Scott Cooper just being a very good director. The, he uses a lot of candlelight. Um, yeah. It's a very moody and atmospheric film, as one would imagine, when Poe is one of the main characters, there's right. a lot of gloom
1: and doom. And um, Poe is played by Dudley Dursley, right? Amazingly
0: by Dudley Dursley from uh, the Harry Potter series. He's fucking really good. What is his name? Henry Melling or something like that. Malling Melling. Henry Malling. Melling. Melling. Um, but yeah, you've got a really good Toby Jones in this. Uh, Gillian Anderson uh-huh. makes a brief... Robert Duvall? Yeah, R- Robert Duvall is very fucking brief. He's in the film for about two minutes total, um, but it kind of gets into like you know some mysticism, like you know is this like because it's like one of the cadets is found hanged, and then when he's in the morgue, his heart is removed.
1: Okay,
0: um, and you find out you know well, why and what the story is because another then another cadet goes missing, and then you know it's turning into a big deal. Uh, it's it's got a very sleepy, hollow esque feel to it. Where well, it's that's a what man, it looks like. A man, yeah, a man out of place is trying to solve the, the crimes of a small town. This town just happens to be West Point, um, where everyone is, you know, very silent. Right, And you know, covering <clears> things up. It's it was a fine film. I really liked the third act. The third act is what pushed up to a three and a half for me. Because yeah. it's got. I don't want to say it's got some great twists I don't want you waiting for that aha right. moment because it doesn't just, really come like that but it's just it's a it well, well told it's based from a novel and it feels like oh this is the last two chapters of the novel type of thing where things finally come out i um, watch it then it was definitely a good watch yeah not gonna rewatch it anytime sure. soon um, Christian Bale's fine he's Christian Bale right in this he's not felt like this was kind of a paycheck for him like he's not in full-blown I am diving into this movie with everything I have, Christian right. Bale. Just uh, all right. I've got, I've got thirty days, and uh, all right, let's go.
1: <laughs> I have four open weeks. Yeah,
0: let's make in this in my movie. schedule. Uh, so, well, <clears throat> worth a watch, but it's not like I'm gonna be like, nope, this needs to be watched.
1: Um, Raging Bull. Still, I assume. Ugh. Raging Bull.
0: It's amazing how misogynistic that film is, and that people still don't get that. That's the point. Because I still read reviews of it where people are like, he's just such an awful human. It's like, yep. Yeah. When he starts thinking about fucking a 14-year-old, what gives it away that he might be an awful person?
1: (laughs) You know? Yeah, I mean, you can get that from the trailer. Yeah. That he's a piece of shit. It's all about
0: you know how misogyny and anger and violence is a very terrible way to live your life and you're not going to do well. Uh, it gets all the credit in the world for all the boxing scenes, which right. now seem almost quaint. I mean, there's still power to them, but just considering like what we've seen in boxing movies since then, yeah. But it's it's I really mean, it's 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 said it's, it's a staggeringly shot black and white film. The sound is awesome. There's just this like one scene where he's fighting Sugar Ray Robinson for I think the third time on screen. It's the last time they fight on screen anyway. And he's getting pummeled, and Sugar Ray just like backs up for a moment, and like all of the sound disappears. Yeah. Sugar Ray, who is well lit, goes very, very dark, and that then he just proceeds to rush forward and pummel him, and it's very sped up at that moment. I'm like, God damn, Marty knew what he was doing. Like yeah. that's such a great moment.
1: Man, imagine if you'd been able to get Mister T in his hands. Oh yeah.
0: And <laughs> if he would had Clubber Lang. Fuck, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's exactly, it's, you know, De Niro's fucking brilliant in it. Pesci is very underrated in it, how good yep. Pesci is as his younger brother, who just gets beat to shit by him constantly, it feels like.
1: Yeah, I the, I, I have, I, I've said before, I don't think, I've never seen the whole thing, um, but the thing that I do remember is him beating the shit out of him in the kitchen. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, when he thinks that he's fucking
0: his wife. Yeah,
1: I, I remember that. Yeah. Uh, where is that in the movie? Towards the end. Oh, about so two, I've, I've about prob- two thirds of the way through. I might have seen raging because <laughs> that's
0: yeah, because that's what starts Lamada's downfall is that because after that Jake's no, I mean his brother's no longer in his corner, right? You know, he's not. You know, he doesn't have his conscience anymore. And for better or worse, Pesci was the conscience of the film. Yeah. Um, good movie though. God, it's so fucking good. Uh, listen to Video Monsters to hear us probably talk about it for two and a half hours.
1: <laughs> Have you already recorded? No, we that were supposed one? to record it this week, and you know, shit. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. Um, I'm gonna wait on Devil in Blue Dress. All right. Um. What was the last. Oh, you watched Blowout? I did. I watched Blowout this morning. It's funny because,
0: like, if we hadn't watched Devil in a Blue Dress last night, Blowout was gonna be the other one we watched. What?
1: Yeah. I literally just. It was a very spur of the moment thing.
0: Yeah, I'd been watching like <laughs> uh, one of the oh, Cineflix or like the 10 best thrillers. Yeah. And Blowout was the list of, list of the top of thrillers. And I'm like, fuck, I haven't seen Blowout in a long, long time. I should rewatch that.
1: It's on HBO. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I've, got, I've got the Blu ray too. Because it's um, Criterion. Yes, I did mm-hmm. see that there was a Criterion. Uh, it might even be on the Criterion channel right could, now. could be. Because um, yeah. I think it was streaming in more than one place. I can't remember. But anyway, I watched it on HBO. Um, because I I was starting to well I wasn't starting to notice I had made over the course of the week I think mm-hmm. we talked about it last week my um my noir list mm-hmm. which is really hard because if you go to different people's because it's such a wide yeah. uh, broad definition of yeah. what would be considered well I guess it would be neo noir um the like the classic example is something along the lines of L A Confidential or um. Uh, Blood Simple mm-hmm. um things like uh, Chinatown yeah, yeah but like the 90s <clears throat> I mean it's
0: well it's pretty nice but like yeah in the 90s they really started to push that to go
1: in like all these different directions as to yeah. what could be a noir yeah uh, it, it seems like as long as you've got a dumb fuck <laughs> who keeps making terrible decisions a, that and this way,
0: because I thought about that yesterday watching Devil in a Blue Dress for me a noir is if I say the phrase you should just go fucking home <laughs> If I, I say that like
1: three times in the movie it's a noir my <laughs> thing is I I get a certain feeling from it yeah that's, that sounds dumb but like when I think about usual suspects I feel a certain way yeah and if I don't get that I don't really mm-hmm. consider it that because even if you have a period just because it's a period detective story doesn't make it that yeah in my and it doesn't have to be detective anyway but that's just kind of the classic. Um, it has to have a certain feeling. Um, I watched, uh, like, the a- another good example of one is Body Heat, which yeah. is basically just a hornier version of Double Indemnity. Mm-hmm. Um... Much hornier. Much hornier. That is a horny fucking movie. Yes, it is. And I was thinking... And also, click off, is that a
0: Lawrence Castan film? It Lawrence? sure is. Yeah, because I'm like... <laughs> Lawrence Caston because again, Raiders of the Lost Ark was Lawrence yeah. Kasdan. We're just getting all kinds of Lawrence Kasdan films out of the way this this and month.
1: Didn't he write Empire? Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> uh, yeah. My review for it was hornier Double Indemnity without the snappy dialogue. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's a very good movie. But Jesus Christ, <laughs> settle down, you two. Get a fucking room. Yeah. They did. Yeah, but get a room, you two. Get a room and close the blinds, you two. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and it doesn't help that they're just sweating buckets the entire day Yeah, movie. that is a sweaty film. Um, I mean,
0: it, it's in the title to give you the clue, but yeah. yeah. That is a film where you can
1: feel the temperature. Yeah. And they're smoking. Well, that, this is also a, a noir uh, classic trope. Fuck, Everyone is smoking constantly. Yeah. Constant. It just... Mm-hmm. It, like... You, you start to, like... Yeah. You can feel it in your chest. Like, Jesus Christ, man... He goes jogging like four times in that movie, mm-hmm. and the first thing he does when he's done jogging is smoke, is light up a butt. Like he runs to the end of the pier and he's got him like stuffed into his running shorts. <laughs> Come on, William Hurt, yeah. that has got to like kill to do that. But he's uh, he was a trooper. Yeah, um, yeah. I I I, uh, I didn't mean to stray off of blowout, but my the 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 reason I got there was uh, after making my noir list, and maybe we'll go through it and we'll. Yeah, yay or nay, whether we consider it or not. Uh, so I noticed that I had like four De Palmas on the list. Well, De Palma's a
0: acolyte of Hitchcock, so, so yeah, he's he's doing a lot of the <laughs> noirish type stuff, and he, yeah, even Blow Up, which isn't a Hitchcock based type of film, it's taken from is uh, it Antonelli's Blow Up? Yeah, <laughs> which
1: just changes the medium from a photograph to audio. Wow. Um, <clears throat> so I figured I would just uh, add a bunch of De Palma, and I started with Blowout because I knew I had never seen it. Mm-hmm. I was barely aware of it. Um, it is what did I? Because another thing I've tried to do is what I what I'm going to try to do every Sunday morning. Because it's my problem with writing reviews is not that I don't have thoughts; it's that they come. Much later. Not yeah. much later, but later. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think part of my Sunday morning routine, along with uploading last week's video, uh-huh. will be to at least maybe say a word or two. Not a bad idea. Um, and for... Blow... Cancel... What are you fucking talking about? Yeah. I just want you to leave the site. You... I don't know. Uh, I said, equal parts brilliant and corny. Yeah. Kudos for the fucked up ending. Yeah. Do you remember how it ends? A little. I won't say anything then. Yeah. It's fucked up. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> like...
0: Th- fucked up. This is another one of those films that just makes me fucking mad at Travolta. Yeah, it's like, how many times did you fuck up your career, dude? Yeah, like you were in good movies. Yeah, for a long amount of time, and then you fucked it up by doing shit. Then you caught another break, and fucked it up again <laughs> by doing shit. Like how many acts I bet your career have Travolta of you making cool films with cool directors, and then choosing and then making to do Michael shit. Yeah. Or yeah. making gaudy. Or, you know, just. Or. Uh, every time he's got another chance at doing something interesting, he
1: makes shit. What's the really bad one with uh, with Olivia Newton-John where they're like angels or something like that? It's the worst. Oh. I can't remember what it's called. I can't remember, but. <clears throat> but it was, I mean, it's post-Greece and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's had like. Yeah. Like cultural touchstone type movies like Grease and like yeah. Saturday Night Fever and even Urban Cowboy. Yeah. Um. And uh, apparently, this uh, yeah. it rates very yeah, high on, he's on
0: in a lot of like high quality films. Yeah, uh,
1: Blowout even has a Hitchcock like uh, poster. Yeah, it's very Hitchcocky. Yeah. Um, the, and... cri- the Criterion disc has a
0: phenomenal fucking cover.
1: Yeah, and there's a lot of scenes in it that are also very Hitchcocky, where you see like the character's face in half the frame. And then it's not really a split frame, but it's kind of like a stylized where you're really watching what's going on in the background. Oh, there's a lot of TV split news. Diopter
0: shots. Is that what
1: that's called? Yeah. Uh, um, <clears throat> yeah. that I
0: mean that's fucking De Palma's like bread and butter doing that type of shit. Uh, there's a lot of that. Okay,
1: so what this movie is. Yeah, it's, the, it's, uh, it's... the
0: criterion discover, sorry folks, you can't see it here. Is just Travolta sitting in like an editing oh. room, just surrounded
1: by fucking after he has mayhem, yeah, gone through all of his things and realized that they're all deleted. Yeah, it's, um, it's a
0: great fucking. Image. I forget that's Nancy Allen, very yeah. young Nancy Allen. Yeah.
1: Uh, so John Travolta is a it, it has it has an awesome opening sequence. Uh, do you remember the oh, opening sequence? Yeah. The opening sequence. So John Travolta's character is a sound effects guy on B tier horror movies. Yeah. Uh, so like. This is 1981. It's like late 70s, early 80s slasher movies. And he does sound effects. And the movie starts with uh, them getting a. Uh, it's a. I, I was looking through a lot of the reviews, a lot of the people were saying, I, I wish he had made this movie. The yeah. horror movie that you kind of. Because oh, you yeah. see, like, a scene from the horror movie. Uh, where there's a, you know, it's a your classic stuff. The killer is like prowling around outside. Mm-hmm. The killer's POV outside a girl's dorm, and of course, there's different things going on in every room. And mm-hmm. he goes into the showers and uh, goes to stab her, and the scream is just like awful. Like it's, mm. it sounds like shit. And that's, and that's when it cuts to Travolta, uh, and you realize. That you've been watching yeah. a scene from this movie, and they're like, "Stop that! Scream sucks. Go get it. You know, get a better scream. And while you're at it, get better wind and yeah. all this stuff." So he's out on a bridge in the middle of the night, recording wind. Mm-hmm. Um, and along comes a car. There's a bang. The car goes into goes off a bridge and into the into a creek. And Travolta dives in and saves it. There's a dead guy inside, and he saves this woman. The dead mm-hmm. guy turns out to be the governor who's running for president. Uh, this whole thing takes place in Philadelphia, um, and so he has this on tape. So it's very conversation-like. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, I don't. It's not to me not nearly as good a movie. Or I guess well, it's 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 more of a, <laughs> it's made to be more of an in-your-face kind of thriller.
0: Yeah, than, than the conversation is, and it's also kind of.
1: I don't know if intentionally is the right way to put it. Intentionally goofy? Yeah.
0: Like... Well, I mean, that's De
1: Palma. Yeah. De, if you, you know, you can't see watch Scarface and go, that's a serious film <laughs> yeah. all the way through. Well, that was always my problem with Scarface is that, because, like, again, people our age... Uh, Fucking worship your, at the altar yes, of that goddamn... Floor. Your freshman dorm had at least uh, one Scarface poster per three, every three rooms. Yeah, yeah you know... Um and I always just thought it was silly. Yeah, cuz it was always like that kind of the world is mine shot with him like yeah. surrounded
0: like with a mountain of coke in front of him I'm like. Yeah.
1: You guys didn't watch the film, did you? Cuz <laughs> yeah.
0: Shit doesn't go well for him
1: pretty much from that point on. <laughs> yeah, like that's
0: that's where things turn bad. Yeah. Um but yeah, but I mean that's De Palma's in it? The more the more films of his you watch, the more you get. Especially if you'd watched earlier stuff like the Phantom of the Fucking
1: Paradise. That and, the cover art for that was way too off-putting. I didn't even oh, put it on my list. That film's
0: amazing. <laughs>
1: the, I'm sure it is, Dan. It is. I love that <laughs> film. It's, and I could see why though how it could be considered off-putting to you because the... it's
0: fucking. It's a bonkers
1: film. I hate this. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep saying this until Letterbox changes the way the desktop thing works. Uh yeah, if you're near a computer, just take a peek at the uh, the Phantom of the Paradise. Uh, yeah, cu- that's unsettling. Fucking love it. That's just that just shouldn't exist. Yes, it should. Uh, it's so... fucking <clears throat> great.
0: And again, yeah, he he his his filmography is full of shit. Where it's like you can take it seriously, but don't take it too seriously. I mean, yeah. Sisters, The Fury. So I'll, uh, I'll tell you the ones that especially I've especially Dress to Kill, especially. Body double, uh, yeah. His '80s output, especially, jeez, Raising
1: Kane. So what I've got on my list, I mean, uh, he's got like some serious, serious films in there, yeah. like
0: Carlita's Way and The Untouchables. And
1: I don't feel the need. Scarface is uh, far and away his most famous. Yeah, um, I don't feel the need to rewatch that. Uh, I do need to watch rewatch Carrie. Yeah. Carrie's so fucking uh, brilliant. Carrie, Mission Impossible. I'll, I can always watch Mission Impossible, um, even though I don't. Really care for it. Uh, Untouchables, I recently bought and have not seen probably since 1987, mm. so I don't remember if it was good or not. It was very good. Um, just watch below. I'm reading these in order yeah. of popularity on Letterboxd. I don't think I've ever seen Carlito's Way. Oh, Carlito's Way is good. That's on my list. Um, Phantom of the Paradise. I didn't put on there. Uh, Dress to Kill and Body Double were already on my list. Those for, are those two are like noir. a great double feature. Yeah, <clears throat> those two are very. Those I
0: are heavily wearing the the Hitchcock influence.
1: I should have watched them with uh, all right in a row with uh, with Body Heat. Uh, Sisters. I put on mm-hmm. there. Fucking Snake, snake Eyes. Snake Eyes. I remember Snake Eyes pretty well. I, I don't. Snake Eyes is goofy as fuck. Yeah. I I put it on my list. I remember. I remember that one pretty well uh, yeah. Black Dahlia I remember being oh. very disappointed yeah Black
0: Dahlia was not good
1: and I don't remember why um, I remember being excited yeah, for it,
0: is it. F- boring if I remember right
1: uh, Femme Fatale was not very good no it's, it rates not it, bad no it's a uh, not it's bad good way to put feel. it Tom um, it's got a 3.4 on Letterbox, yeah. which is sort of high it might praise. be one of those that maybe if I rewatch it I'd be like oh it's better I'll than watch I thought it and it let you was. know uh, uh, The Fury I don't know what that is Raising Kane. I won't watch that again um, Raising Kane Raising is fun. Is that 90s? Yeah. 92? Yeah, Fucking like John Lithgow. Man, John Lithgow had some interesting films in the early 90s.
0: Like, like and Harry and H-
1: the Hendersons? And
0: then Ricochet.
1: Oh, ricochet. <laughs> Forgot about that one. Um, what's Obsession? Have I seen Obsession? 1976. Oh, it's an early one.
0: I, I've never seen Obsession. I mean, it's oh, right well. up his alley. Okay.
1: Cliff Robertson. Interesting. John Lithgow. Well, he, John uh, Lithgow, Lithgow is, is one of his guys because uh, he's he's in Blowout. So, um, Ugh, casualties of War.
0: I remember just being incredibly disappointed with that because it came out around the same time as Splatoon. Yes. And it exactly. was not Splatoon. Not right. Yes. Like again in oh, Bonfire of the Vanities. Oof. That was just poorly miscast. Yeah. I remember that just not being very good. Mission Mars See, he had a bad like late 90s into early 2000s. He had a Bad string.
1: But I ended up with 10 or 12 on my list. Oh, there's, uh, there's
0: <clears throat> some beautiful films in there. And again, I love that him, Spielberg, Lucas, Coppola, like, it gets into that a lot in the Spielberg documentary that I watched on HBO, which... Don't watch that before the Fablemans because it gives away fucking everything in the Fablements.
1: <laughs> well, I did, I, I did, and I did see that you watched it. Speaking of HBO documentaries about famous directors, there is a De Palma, the De Palma one on HBO. One is
0: great. Uh, I it saw that you watched so good.
1: it. So good. I, but I figured I should watch the ones that I hadn't seen before watching that because I'm sure he's going to spoil them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I have, I have rated. I finished Blowout at like ten o'clock mm-hmm. or so this morning. And I've changed my rating like three times, because, and and then before, I think you'll be the same when you watch like Dressed to Kill and Body Double. Yeah,
0: because you'll be like, oh my god, that was a five. No, that was a three. Right. No, but that part was really fucking great. Oh, but that part was kind of stupid.
1: Yeah. Uh the balls to do the to end blowout the way it ends is yeah, <laughs> awesome. Yep. That was a full star. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that's it. Andrew and I'll be watching
0: that one next. Because again, I almost we <sighs> almost watched it last night. That would have been like if 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 you if I hadn't seen that you had watched Devil in a Blue Dress, yeah. you had told me
1: you were gonna watch blowout, it would have been blowout. That's really weird. It is because I because again, and it,
0: for a completely unrelated reason, I just happened to be watching a top ten list and it named that one of the you know one of the top thriller thrillers of all time. So I am like, you know, what? I haven't seen that in a while. It's Criterion. It's on
1: my list. Maybe I'll watch that this week. I wouldn't even have... I wouldn't say that I had never heard of it, but it was, if you had asked me to name De Palma movies, in a million years, I wouldn't have said that. Yeah. And even if you said starring John Travolta, in a million years, I never would have said that. Um, would you have been like, did he do The General's Daughter? <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, there was a shitload of movies like that, wasn't there? Um it was actually I was reading an article about that the other day about how trying to recapture a few good men. Well, oh, just
0: like the nineties thriller genre, there's never been another other thriller decade like the nineties. Mm. Like, just because it was also they're talking about how like there's no more erotic thrillers anymore. No, like well, if I you thinking... get like one erotic thriller a year, it's like oh. Meanwhile, in the 90s, Michael Douglas was in like three a year. Yeah. You
1: know, yeah, and I just saw William Hurt's Hog two days ago. You know, <laughs> yeah, that I I was thinking watching that, I was like, this movie, this movie would never get made today, no, because like, there's no money to be made in it. Yeah, it's it's it is one of the horniest movies I've ever seen. Yep. I mean, I'm sure I come up with a dozen hornier ones, really, but I don't. I, I also
0: don't know if you could.
1: <laughs> I mean, uh, but without that, you
0: don't get like Basic Instinct, right? You know, right. you don't you don't get the '90s era of erotic thrillers,
1: right? For good, oh, def- or, for better def- or worse, yeah, def- you don't <laughs> right. get
0: those without stuff because, like Body
1: Heat. Because when you get uh, for every basic instinct, you all yeah. also get Poison Ivy three yeah. or whatever. Yeah, but
0: it was like for every four, kid who was thirteen in 1981 when Body Heat came out. Yeah. By the time the mid 90s roll around and they're fresh out of fucking film school, yeah. they're making their shit. You yeah. know, they're like, I can make an erotic thriller. And yeah, I'm going to make Poison Ivy too. <laughs> right. um, uh,
1: yeah. So uh, uh, I'll be excited for it. Cause I, I, I know even with stuff that you've rewatched, uh, sometimes I don't even want to hear stuff about it. Because I want to experience it fresh again, so I won't. We won't talk about blowout anymore. But I do want to discuss it after you've watched yeah. it, because uh, I just can't get over the ending. Mm-hmm. I'm, I can't get over <laughs> the, ending, the way that it ends. Because it, it like, it. We'll talk about it next week, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I'll watch. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll watch. All, I, I was, I was pleasantly surprised at how easily I all of a sudden had a dozen of them yeah. uh, to add to my 2023 list. Yeah, um, yeah, and. De- Again, he's such an important filmmaker yes. in like the history of American film.
0: it's yeah, yeah,
1: I he's one of those. On it's
0: like Jesus. Part of me wishes, like, I could teach a film class here in Milo. Yeah, never, never will happen.
1: No, but
0: I just wish I could. Yes, just be like, okay, kids, today we're gonna watch some De Palma. Tomorrow we're gonna, you know, next week we're gonna do Spielberg. Week after that we're gonna
1: do Coppola. You
0: know, we're gonna do the the seven the, the giants of the seventies. This this quarter.
1: If we ever even, uh, for whatever reason, through uh, lottery, dead relative, or uh, fantasy football win, come into a moderate amount of money, yeah, uh, I, I would picture us buying the center theater and then just doing whatever we want. Oh, yeah, that's like the dream. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, and it's funny because a- Andrew and I have <laughs> no offense to the people yeah. who currently own the Andrew the and I have center talked theater.
0: about that. We're like, it's a cool little theater, but. I see all the shit that these other theaters get to do yeah. because they've got population.
1: Well, because that's Dover thing has it, population in at If you did something over a Whoopi Pie festival, yeah, when there are a lot of people, or in just because it, it's like the thing like they do
0: in, in our friend Matt and Brad's house down in D.C. They do like the Film Fanatics Film Club type of thing where it's like they they'll pay the money to show a film once, yeah. Because they know they're going to get 50 people there. Sure. You know, if that's a, it's like, I want to kind of figure out how much like it would cost. Yeah. Like to rent, how much would it cost to have a print of blowout? Yeah. How many people do I need to show up? And then can we cultivate a crew of people that would show up every week or every other week? For this type of thing,
1: or even uh, if there are a hundred people, where twenty-five of them show up yeah. every week, you know, yeah, <laughs> the, yeah you know. exactly.
0: What is the baseline <clears throat> amount of people I need to show up to do this? Because I mean, when they were doing the like the one night a week where yeah. they did like Doctor Strange Love or Gone with the Wind or you know an old film, right? They got a decent amount of people there, but again, it wasn't our crowd, right? It was. I'm pretty sure I was the youngest person there for Yellow Submarine. Yeah. You know,
1: which... Ugh. Yeah, you, especially to show something like Blowout, you would have to have people that were already aware of mm. what types of stuff you would put out and, like, knowing, mm. oh, wait, I don't even know what that is, Yeah, but I know Dan. Yeah, if this uh, is... Yeah, like, if this is... What do they call it? They call themselves, like, the Secret
0: Society of Film Masons. They, and they always do... Like a, a secret, like they, I got, I guess they've got like their one thousandth viewing coming up or something.
1: Oh wow! And they haven't,
0: they're and they're not going to announce what the film is. Oh nice! It's just you show up, you show
1: up, and uh you see what it is. You show up, and it's come and see. Yeah, and it's <laughs> have fun, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. We told you all along that you
0: got to come and see. <laughs> we you thought, just never took. We the thought minute?
1: it. We thought it was a fun way to celebrate. <laughs> yeah.
0: But uh, I, I wonder, I I wonder if Milo could get that because it's. You've got to get the young people on board yeah. for that. And I think we're in a unique position where we could kind of do that.
1: Start, start indoctrinating them when they're the, 12, the, 13, yeah.
0: 14. Five through eight, man. Uh, you kids want to. You, you kids have re- heard of Brian DePolo? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the right. I'm
0: going to tell you about the erotic cinema. The right's Kazdan kids. <laughs>
1: the right's going to cancel us for uh, uh, No More Woke Spielberg or something. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Um, Which I think would just make it do even better yeah
1: probably.
0: but it's yeah it's that type of thing where it's like if that type of thing
1: exists <laughs> dan they're currently angry about gas stoves so uh,
0: and M&Ms. The M&Ms stuff the me fucking okay crazy. just
1: real quick again i don't want to get into this because you but know i hate it It's fucking amazing it is i am now i i've been kind of on the fence for a while but i'm like at 55 45 now that that nick adams guy is a is satire it's like got it has to, be. to be it's got to be at this point the m&m's thing was flat out hilarious yeah
0: and the fact that it it is
1: making people boycott m&m's if you don't
0: as a woke candy and then he's like, and then the one thing was like woman in front of me i told her that m&m's had gone woke so like she bought a twix instead and it's like same fucking company also dude. owned by the mars corporation it, it's like almost all candy is owned by like one of two companies yeah so unless you got them to buy a bag of chips or a piece of fruit, you probably still put money into Mars's fucking pockets.
1: If you don't know who Nick Adams is, look him up. And yeah, but he God. literally goes on Twitter by like Nick Adams, alpha, alpha male. male. It's I am. I'm at I'm at fifty five forty five. Right, now. it could go back. Yeah, but I'm at fifty five forty five. That he's putting us on. It's yeah. got to be a gag. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. But, but if it is, kudos to him because he fucking never breaks character, nope. and it's been going on.
0: Well, the fact is that he's fucking Australian. since Trump. <laughs> Yes,
1: it's very strange. But he's got all these
0: American, you know, conservatives following him, and just like it's weird shit. It's it's not
1: even weird. It's funny. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, um, yeah. but yeah.
0: Now now we're all coming for people's gas stoves because like
1: he started this year uh, doing like fantasy football analysis. Oh God, it's. Boy, he doesn't like Joe Burrow cuz Joe Burrow came out against uh gun violence. Yeah. You can't do that. No. Uh so he's all over like he loves it. And poor Kirk Cousins. Oh. Uh who's a douchebag but like Yeah. He's he, very He is now like the, the he is the new Tom Brady for conservative white males, yeah. <laughs> right? Uh poor fucker. Yeah. Uh they play today. That'll be a, yeah. uh I will be watch I'll be eyeing that one cuz if the if the Vikings win, then the Eagles will play the winner of tomorrow night's game, uh, Tampa and Dallas. If the Giants win, they'll play the Giants. I would just soon have them play the Giants. Um, They've played the
0: Giants a few times this year. They yeah, have the Giants.
1: Um, but I, I, I'm,
0: just, I'm having Jacksonville won <clears throat> yesterday. That game was fun. Did so you long. watch it? I didn't watch it live. Oh, but I watched, boy. I was checking the scores, and I'm like, oh, this game's over. I, and then I'm like,
1: wait, nope, nope, oh, I watched it up to twenty. I literally turned it off and started watching Blowout uh, at twenty-seven. <laughs> at, appropriately <nothing>. enough, <laughs> I didn't. Wasn't even thinking of that. I swear to God, uh, I started watching Blowout when it was twenty-seven nothing because I was rooting for. Uh, if you don't know, Jack, Jacksonville's uh, it was it's card Weekend. Jacksonville's uh, head coach is Doug Peterson, who coached the the Eagles for five years, um, and he's the one that won the Super Bowl with them. I love Dougie P., mm-hmm. wish him nothing but the best. Um, so I was excited about... Yeah. I, I rarely watch, uh, until it gets to, like, uh, Bills, Bengals, Chiefs. I don't really care about the AFC, yeah. uh, so I usually don't even watch, like, wild card. Uh, I should, but... um I I don't really. It's hard
0: c- to get excited for the Chargers versus Jacksonville. Yeah, I have, I have
1: match, no you know. rooting interest in yeah. in, in, in like, eh, that game. normally. Either one of those teams is likely to lose. To, yeah, the, they're the just going to go get the fucking trounced yeah. next week. Yeah. Uh, but this year I was like had a rooting interest. I was like rooting for Jacksonville, um, and I also I, I think Trevor Lawrence. I mean I don't give a shit about Trevor Lawrence, but I think he was unjustly already labeled a bust. Yeah. Because, I mean, he came out of college as, like, the chosen one and generational and all those types of words. Best prospect since Andrew Luck. Um, <laughs> things like that. Uh, which is not fair. Maybe it is fair, but it's not fair to uh, after one year with Urban Meyer, call him a failure. Yeah. I'm thrilled for him that you now got to see on a big stage, or that you were getting to see on the big stage, that this kid's really good. Yeah. Uh, and he throws four interceptions in the first half. I'm yeah, like,
0: fuck. Three in the first fucking quarter.
1: Yeah. So I just shut it off and started watching blowout. Yeah. But again, uh, it's like, oh,
0: kid's first playoff appearance. Yeah. I
1: get it. Nervous. Yeah. It doesn't and, play well. I, that I happens still, a lot with young
0: quarterbacks in their first playoff game.
1: And I was still like, hey. This was just this was still a stepping a, still stone, a good year. great accomplishment. Yeah, they picked first in the draft two years in a row. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it wasn't just Trevor Lawrence. They picked first again this year. Yeah, uh, they had six wins in two years combined, and started out this year two and six, I yeah. think, uh, and ended up winning the division, making the playoffs. Uh, so I was like, look, this is already a successful season for them, and they were down twenty seven nothing at half. I started watching blowout, about forty minutes into blowout, I get a notification on my phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the NFL, you know, you get the NFL notification and it You're was, like, Hey, no, you should watch this game. You're I like- just looked down and I was, and it was like, uh, we're within one score mm-hmm. at the, you know, the, the Jags and Chargers are within one score. And I was like, what? <laughs> so I turned it on and it's, what would it have been at that point? 20. I saw, I saw the last touchdown. Mm-hmm. Before field goal, before they kicked the field goal to win it, so yeah, it was like it was a an eight, a nine point game, I guess at that point, yeah. or whatever. So I saw the Zay Jones touchdown. And I was like, shit, this is. Uh... So I paused. That's why I finished blowout this morning because yeah. I watched the rest of that uh, that game last night. And man, I was so nervous for the kicker because the- it's in Jacksonville. The crowd is Oof. crazy at this yeah. point. Uh they drive down, a field goal wins yep. it. I don't know what was the final score, 31-30? Oh, so it was man. 20, it was 30-28. And it was a narrow yes. And it was not a long kick. It was it was see, I as a fan, I I sometimes prefer the longer kick. Oh, then if, I won't if I was feel a as kicker, bad.
0: I would much rather try a 50-yarder for the mm-hmm. win than a 30-yarder for the yeah. win. Yeah,
1: so Just, you get it. <laughs> yeah. Well 30 yards, you're supposed to make yeah, that. You fucking better make it. Yeah,
0: at 50. Hey, if you make it, awesome. If yeah. not, fuck, that's 50 yarder, yeah. tough conditions, you know.
1: Um, but yeah, that third, and he, like, if that had
0: been 10 yards back, he would have missed, missed it. He would have missed it. Because it looked. I mean, it did at hook it, it sliced
1: a little bit. Yeah, yeah. it, it, it kind of started right of center and then moved right. And I was like, oh, no. Yeah. But he did, and when they show the the the, the shot from underneath the goal post, I mean, it was a foot. It, hook, it hooked around it like fucking yeah.
0: pesky pole, pretty much.
1: Yeah. If you were at a weird angle, you wouldn't have been able to tell if it was a make or not. Yeah. Uh, but it, he, did, he did make it. Uh, there was a flag on the play, so then again, your heart kind of drops a little bit. Mm-hmm. But on an offensive penalty, they, they blow the whistle. So you knew it was uh, mm-hmm. offsides on the defense, which it was, and game was over. Uh, another horribly officiated game by the NFL. Um, yeah, having a real rough time this year yeah. and taking a lot of heat. And I guess the NFL has finally. There was an article on the Athletic yesterday um, that the NFL is now because usually they're very tight-lipped. Yeah, um, and it, word from inside the NFL is nothing comes out. Nothing comes out of the NFL that they don't want out. Mm. So <clears throat> when you get sources inside the NFL it's pretty much gospel mm-hmm. um, that they're taking a serious look at some of this stuff at well, they've got to. there's been some horrendous call there's and calls that are changing games. Yeah. Um, it, to, rooting interest aside, there've been just, it, and it's not just bad calls. It's like really inconsistent calls. And um, well, the, the stuff that always seems
0: to get me the most are like the roughing the passers. Yeah. Where it's just like, oh, come on, like...
1: Roughing the passer. When a guy
0: gets, like, when a lineman will push a defensive player into the quarterback and it will get called for roughing the passer because the the ball had already been thrown and there was one step, but it's like, the dude's fallen backwards. His one step was backwards falling down. Yeah. Or even... That's not a roughing. Yeah. You know, it's like, because then you get, like, I've seen other plays this year where it's like, there was a guy who had the quarterback, like, wrapped up and was just, like, kind of spinning him around. Yeah. And the quarterback managed to St- make a throw, yeah, and it's like five years ago that quarterback can't make that throw because he's on the fucking ground, right? But they didn't want to do that because they didn't want a roughing call, so they just kind of held right. him, and swung it, him around, and it's hard with play. Didn't die
1: with with the you know the Josh Allen types, the ones that are six four two sixty. That yeah, you gotta like you've yeah. gotta be rough, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, roughing the passer, pass interference, and uh, ineligible downfield. They got to do something about it mm. ineligible downfield. With the number of teams that are running RPOs, it's going to happen. And and it happens a lot. And there's really nothing you can do about it. Um, If you don't know what an eligible downfield is, you cannot be blocking anyone on a passing play more than a yard from the line of scrimmage. And on these run-pass options, the offensive linemen can't see what the quarterback picked. They're assuming it's a run until they see otherwise. So a lot of times by the time the ball is released, if it ends up being a pass... Yeah, the lineman might be a yard two, or two yeah, down line. Two yards downfield. Down and who and it, gives a shit? I know, because they're not there to make a catch. Well, they're not there to make a catch, yeah. and, they're, and they're not there to block a defender while the ball's in the air, which is yeah. what it's supposed to be keeping, mm-hmm. what it's supposed to be preventing. What you're saying, that, that you can't have like all of a sudden eight guys downfield that are eligible for a catch, um, and also you're not supposed to block before a catch mm-hmm. has been made. So... Like they're calling it on guys on the left side of the line when yep. it's a screen to the right and stuff. It's just fucking dumb. It's not doing anything. And a lot of times yep. the guys just standing there. He yep. just happens to be, you know, he stands up and sees that it's a pass. Oh, and, he's, and there isn't even a fucking defender around him. Yeah. Like what are you doing? What are you calling at that point? Yep. It's not. I know that that's the way the rule is written. Change it. It's yep. fucking stupid. It's killing. It's killing drives. Yeah. Uh, which hurts your product. Yep. Um, and I think the NFL is is. And and pass interference is a fucking mess. No one no one seems to know what no. pass interference is. And I hate the whole well it's the playoffs. Let them play. No, it's still not okay to fucking tackle a guy yep. while the ball's in the air. Yep. I understand letting ticky tack thing go things go, but yep. you can't let stuff like that go, because then what are you doing? What are you telling? defensive backs that, hey, you cannot touch them for three quarters. Mm. But if it's a playoff game in the fourth quarter, by all means, tackle the motherfucker while the ball's in the air. It doesn't make any sense. Sorry, I get fired up. No, but it's true, because it's, again, I don't want to be that old man who was like... Because I was was
0: watching a little thing on Dan Marino the other day. Yeah. He's Dan Marino.
1: Right. Um, Dolphins are playing right now. And
0: they were talking about how he would absolutely torch. Because they were talking about how he had like... Like, when he did 5,000 yards in one season, it was a big deal. Yeah. And people were like, he'd probably get, like, 7,500 now. Yeah. Because you can't touch him. I mean, he this is a quarterback who once went 17 straight games without getting fucking sacked. Yeah. You couldn't sack him in the old rules. Right. <laughs> Nowadays. For a guy that couldn't run,
1: was slower than Brady.
0: Oh, Jesus, yeah. <laughs> oh, especially after he grew out his Achilles. <laughs> Christ, yeah. he, he, could, he could stand still. And, you know, especially if you got, like, Duper
1: and Clayton and those guys... Who, he had the movement skills of a current-day Joe Flacco. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who but, who can still fucking zing it, but yeah. Oof, yeah. cannot move. But they were talking about, yeah, Marina would probably get in today's...
0: Or if he didn't, it was, there'd be a pass interference in every fucking call. Yeah. You know, like, he's a guy who would throw for 7,500 yards
1: nowadays. Well, and that's why I get... Look, I hate the Cowboys. I, I don't... I don't need to stick up for Troy Aikman, but mm-hmm. <clears throat> it is a very common thing online for people to shit on Troy Aikman when you look at his stats from mm-hmm. 1992, where he threw for like 3,200 yards or whatever. Yeah. Troy Aikman would throw for 4,500 yards yeah. if he was playing today.
0: Troy Aikman didn't have to throw for more than 3,200 yeah. well, And you get people it that Smith are like, guys. yeah, like,
1: what are you talking about? You only, you know, he, he dusts all your records. You don't even have better records than, I don't know, fucking yeah. some current day Carson Wentz. Yeah. Troy Aikman would throw for forty five hundred yards and forty touchdowns every year. Yeah. If he was playing today. Uh and I fucking hate that guy. Yeah. Like <laughs> so, Michael, Michael Irvin would be getting eighteen hundred yards. Yeah, I mean he he yeah, they, they would be they would be whatever your, you know, top five at their position yeah. are doing right now. That's what they'd be doing today if they were playing today. Yeah. Um uh, yeah, I saw someone giving Michael Irvin shit the other day. I'm like, motherfucker, that's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> yeah. Stop what you're doing. And he was high on Coke most of the time. Yeah, you're fucking <laughs> right he was. Uh <laughs> And still getting it I'm surprised the guy was not on defense, too. <laughs> <laughs> and they haven't done shit since. Yep. Uh, God love them. Um, <laughs> the one good thing Herschel Walker's done for good in this world. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we don't get the 90s cowboys without you, Herschel Walker. Right. Thanks, Thanks. buddy. I uh, also watched... Uh, the last thing I wanted to just mention before we kind of <laughs> talk about Devil in the Blue Dress, I watched Del Toro's Pinocchio. Yeah. It uh, was a Colin recommendation. Nice. Um... I keep meaning to still watch it, and it's like, every day. I'm like, oh, I should watch that. Oh, I'm gonna watch this instead. My my quote for that one, uh, even though sentence structure isn't the best. Why does it keep making me do that? Uh, Haven't seen the Disney one yet, but good luck and may God have mercy on your soul. Yeah. Uh, I hear the Disney remake is dreadful. The Tom Hanks one. Zemeckis. Yeah. Um, I say that he's made some good movies. Yeah. Um, Not lately. Classics, (laughs) no, not lately. Um, But the Del Toro one is—it's obviously it's right up our alley. Um, It's very clear. I mean, the guy likes eyeballs. Yeah, Um, it's a lot of eyeballs. (laughs) A lot of eyeballs in this movie. Um, It's really good. Uh, Mm -hmm. It was very, very good. Everyone really liked it. Um, Like I said, I, I have not seen the Disney one, but don't need to. I have a feeling it's uh, yeah. it should be embarrassed with itself, I think. Well, I know that comparison. did win
0: the Golden Globe uh, for, best for, the for Best Animated, best animated Film. Yep. Um,
1: again, take with that what you will. I mean, it's stop motion. Yeah. Um, it's Del Toro. That's that's what you're getting. Mm-hmm. And that's very much what it is. Uh, I, I liked it a lot. I'm 100% okay with that. Uh, good cast. Uh, I know it's a story he's wanted to tell for <clears throat> a very, very long time. Ewan McGregor is your narrator. He's Jiminy Cricket. Uh, David Christ- Bradley, Waltz again. yeah, Christoph Waltz is great. Christoph Waltz is the uh, man. Uh, both Tilda Swinton and Kate Blanchett. I, well, oh yeah, Kate. <laughs> Kate Blanchett is uh, is not noticeable because she is the. Oh, just highlight it. Where, the, she's she's the monkey's voice. Uh, which is, uh, Christoph Waltz is the, the circus, yeah. the evil circus guy that's in every Pinocchio. Good casting. Uh, he's that, and, um, Kate Blanchett is his monkey. She has no lines, they're all just monkey sounds. Awesome. <laughs> uh, Tilda Swinton has dual roles, she is, like, the wood sprite, a wood sprite, and who gives Pinocchio life, and she's also death. Mm-hmm. Um, David Bradley, if you don't know who that is, he was, uh... Oh, fuck. Who's the old man that Arya kills in, uh, Thrones? Um. Oh. He's got all the wives. Cast. No, yeah, not Cast. No, um, um. Shit. River. The river yeah, run yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Tully. That She feeds all the, she feeds yeah. him all his kids. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I know, he, I know. He, I just <laughs> can't him. remember which, which one he was now. Oh, shit. But yeah, the lord
1: of the river run. Yeah. Uh. Furnace just kicked on, um let's just assume it's okay. I thought I turned it down enough. See, Dan and I suffer for our art here, uh, in the basement. I usually turn the heat way down. That's why it's 80 when we start, uh, and then, like, 60 by the time we're done, because uh, we're right next to the furnace, and the, uh, vent is directly over my head, so, uh, if it gets weird, kind of noisy from here on out, fuck it. Uh, yeah, it's really good. Uh, the, the kid that plays Pinocchio, I don't know who that is, Gregory Mann, maybe it's Michael Mann's grandson, who knows? Um... But yeah, Christoph Waltz, Tilda Hurt, uh Swinton. Uh, Ron Perlman is um, he is uh, kind of like uh, um, uh, Pan's Labyrinth. It takes place uh, during uh, fascism time and in, uh, uh, in this time in Italy. Del Toro does love his, Italy, his Italian fascists. Yes. Uh, so it, there's a lot of that in here. There's a lot of, because uh, it's Taking place at that time, he is a. Uh, maybe I'll watch that tomorrow because tomorrow is supposed to be an absolute
0: shit of day.
1: Yeah, that's what I hear. So, uh, <clears throat> snow and ice. So we'll talk. Maybe we'll talk about that more next week. John Taturo is in it too. I don't even remember who he is. Ill. The, the names. The names aren't helping me very much. Uh, Devil in a blue dress. Oh, before we do that though, uh, Jackie Brown. Oh, Jackie! I Brown. want to oh, yeah. know your thoughts on Jackie. I Brown. I forgot. I, that, yeah, that was the first thing I watched this week. I couldn't remember if we, yeah, it was the eleventh, so I would have watched it. Oh, I watched it Wednesday. Yeah, uh, I really like Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown is my favorite Tarantino to just watch. Yeah, because it is
0: not a commitment.
1: Nope.
0: Um, it it doesn't make me feel weird at parts like Pulp Fiction. Um, <laughs>
1: right.
0: It's not four no hours long. Fish, like Kill Bill.
1: There's no gimp scene.
0: Yeah. Uh, um, it, it's just a remarkably fun film for me. Yeah. And it's so well-acted. I mean, fucking Pam Grier and... I mean, when you've got, like, De Niro and Samuel L. Jackson, and those aren't the two you're talking about right. as far as acting.
1: De Niro, uh, if I say feels out of place, it would be taken negatively. I don't mean it that way. De Niro is a, I if I put it this way, it, it's it, he's like a pleasant surprise. Yeah, in his role. Yeah, because it's he's it's just kinda minor. Of, he's just kind of high all the time. Yeah, um, Bridget Fonda is a ton of fun. What a metrics in what's, this? What's a metrics? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, like, it's like a shake. Yeah, I, I everyone in it, um, it. It seems like everyone in it is in it briefly, mm. but. When you add it all together, it's a movie. Yeah, because um, it it feels like Michael Keaton isn't in it very much, but he's very yeah he's very in there, playing the same exact character. He was in out of sight, which
0: I have not still haven't seen. Oh. Yeah, so I know. That's when the needs go to go <clears throat> on the list. It's oh, it's on the he, list. He, he is literally the same exact character. Huh. he's Ray. Oh, nice. He's uh he plays uh Jennifer um, Lopez's kind of boyfriend. <coughs> going on like that. Uh, but he plays the yeah, FBI guy. Raina Nicolette. So it's
1: it's literally the same character. Literally the same character,
0: and they were interesting because they're both um, Elmore Leonard books. Oh, okay. So it's the same character going over from one to the next. Okay, um, and actually, the character both Samuel L. Jackson and Robert De Niro's character I th- is it Freaky Deeky The book. It's their exploits that land them in jail, where they get to know each uh, other. Ah, okay. Yeah, there's actually been a movie made with most because most death. I can't remember. Oh, I can't remember the fucking title to save my life right now. But most deaf p- plays the younger version of the Sam Jackson character. Okay. When he and Louis, when Ordell and Ro- uh, Louis commit the crime that land them in prison, where they know each other from, which leads to then
1: this, this movie years
0: later. Yeah,
1: yeah, uh, yeah. Because it starts shortly. Uh, Robert O'Neill has just gotten out of prison. Um. Right. Yeah. And he sort of works for Sam well, Jackson yeah. um but not like not the way the rest of the people work for Sam Jackson yeah. he's and
0: in true like Elmore Leonard fashion like Sam Jackson's character thinks he's a much bigger deal than he really really yes. is yeah he is, he is still for the most part a low level hood yeah but because he's living the good life got you know his white girlfriend that's yeah. purely there for fucking status right um Sadly, this was one of Bridget Fonda's last films before she had her like injuries.
1: Um, what happened to her? Got in a car accident or something like that. I guess I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, she's a lot of fun in this. In this, oh, she's so uh, good in this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, spoilers, but the scene when or, when uh Sam Jackson had, I'm not Sam Jackson
0: when um De Niro has to shoot her. Yeah, it's <laughs> just fucking great. Yeah, and that's that's when it's a very Tarantino moment. Was just like. fight, 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 fight. boom, he shoots her dead, and it's like, alright, move on.
1: Yeah. uh, (laughs) And that's how, you know, he's very matter-of-fact. The whole movie is kind of very matter-of-fact, and then bodies just start dropping. Yeah. Um, Yeah, going back to what you were saying about Sam Jackson's character, what was his name? Ordell? Ordell Ruby. Uh, He thinks he's a big deal, but, like, even uh, Robert Forster's neighborhood bail bondsman is not impressed. (laughs) Like, at all. With his...
0: Yeah, it was played by uh, Tiny Lister, which is just a great, I I love that moment where they're in there talking and Sam Jackson's like, but that picture, because there's a picture of those two on the wall and Sam Jackson's like, but that picture was your idea, wasn't it? Robert Forster. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, he's trying to call them out that, yeah, you use black people for what you need them for,
1: Yeah, you're just a whitey at heart. Yeah.
0: And even Robert Forster's like, whatever.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I'm not impressed by you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, I still need a thousand dollars. I'm a bail bondsman, dude.
0: <laughs> I work with people like you all the fucking time. Yeah, you are just another hood.
1: I still need a thousand bucks. Yeah, <laughs> whether you, I don't, I don't care who you are.
0: And I just thought, well, I feel like we could take because he meets him because he's bailing um, Chris Tucker out. Great oh, uh, little, great use of Chris Tucker. Yes,
1: perfect. Very use of brief. Chris Tucker, very brief.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, but he bails him out so that he can kill him. Yeah, and then Pam Greer. The titular Jackie Brown gets arrested as well, so he just wants to transfer the bail money from that to that. Yeah. And
1: then just the fact that they're like, well,
0: he did, so can't I just swing the movie yeah. with money over to Ernie's List? like,
1: uh, <laughs> Yeah, just very quickly Chris Tucker gets arrested for something stupid. Yeah. Uh, but he has the goods on. Because uh, uh, Sam Jack, the one thing that he is right about mm-hmm. is that he's the one the cops want. Yeah. Uh, he's a low level gun runner uh, but all his money's in Mexico. And Pam Greer is uh, a flight attendant with a past. Yeah,
0: for, like, the shittiest airline yeah, of all. Yeah,
1: that just does... Uh, Literally do, like, the hoppers into Tijuana, and yeah, that's Yeah, L.A. to Cabo, basically, <laughs> is all she does. But it's good if you want to... Uh, smuggle drugs and smuggle money. Smuggle drugs and money, uh, because she brings money back with her. Um... She figures out very quickly... and So, so uh, Sam Jackson bails out Chris Tucker because he doesn't want him giving him up. So he bails him out and kills him. Yeah. Pam Greer figures out very quickly that that is what is going to happen yeah. to her as well. Because she gets busted uh, because... Well, they know about the money, but also... They put drugs in someone, for Melody. Yeah, they there. put drugs in for Bridget uh, Fonda's character. Uh, which gets her... So she's got $50,000 and uh, Coke. Yeah. So... She's screwed. She would be in a position to give him up. Uh, she plays everyone against everyone else very well. Yeah, it's very the same
0: Juro in Last yeah. Man Standing in that type where she is literally yeah playing everybody for suckers, with the exception of the Robert Forrester character. And she does play him though, but yeah. not for a sucker, but kind of just to keep him so that he's not a part of it.
1: But uh, to her credit, and and also what she can honestly say is she doesn't lie really to anyone. No. She just doesn't tell everyone everything. Yeah. But yeah. she like she very matter-of-factly tells Sam Jackson, yeah, I told him everything. Yeah. And then it was like, but I had to, yeah. you see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to make them believe oh, that yeah, I the would... <laughs> the look on Sam Jackson's face when she
0: says it, it's like, yeah, yeah, I told him everything. He's like, what?
1: <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. Because... Yeah. and, and she, If she had lied, she'd still be there. Right. Uh, and she... She takes a lot of chances telling, but she knows that that's her only way out. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen it, yeah, see it's it. It's a great, uh, I mean, and for
0: many people, I mean, myself included, this was like a, the introduction to Pam Grier because... Yeah, definitely. Because Tarantino loved Pam Greer films uh, like Foxy Brown. Coffee.
1: Coffee. Bunch of Which is available and I I have on my list. Oh,
0: they're all so good. I yeah. mean, Pam, Pam Grier should have been a fucking big-time star in the 70s. She just should yeah. have been. She was fucking awesome. Uh, Friday Forster. Um, oh Chris, I can't remember the other one, the couple other ones that she was in off the top of my head, but she's just really goddamn good. And Tarantino grew up on those films, so he's like, I'm gonna like, in the book, Jackie Brown, uh, the book was Rum Punch. In the book, Jackie Brown was not a middle-aged black woman. right? Uh, but he was like, this is a part I'm writing this part for Pam Greer and she's going to fucking kill this and she did. Yeah. Sadly it did not lead to greater things. It did not lead to like a Travolta type of resurrection. Travolta-esque. Same with uh, Robert Forster. He got an Academy Award
1: nomination for this film. Uh, He was in a couple more things. Yeah. He's been in
0: things. He he hasn't I mean he was in Breaking Bad. (laughs) Yeah. I mean he's not been at a loss for work since that until he died. Um, But he was just another one um, that like the film that Tarantino always points to is uh, Medium Cool, which was fucking awesome. Uh, if you you haven't seen Medium Cool, no. you would like that I think, because that takes place. Uh, it's about like a photographer during, and it takes place during the Democratic National Convention, and they actually went out during the riots of that to film parts of the movie in the middle of the riot. Nice, because they're like, well, shit, this is better than what we could have hoped for. Let's go out and do it. Wow, it
1: was three years ago he died. Yeah. Well, I mean, October twenty nineteen. Man, it's such a wild amount of films there. Mm. Oh
0: God, go, go, put, Ghosts of Girlfriends pass. I missed that one in my reconnaissance watching. Put
1: me, myself, and Irene on the list. I believe I have, he was
0: Jim Carrey's dad in that one.
1: I have seen Olympus Has Fallen. Yeah, I've seen El Camino. I have not seen London Is Falling. Mulholland Drive is never scre- uh, streaming anywhere, which is kind of upsetting. might be on Criterion, because it's cri- I think it's, it it's a Criterion film. It's it's not there right now, uh, um, or at least it wasn't. Uh, if you ever get the the desire to watch it, let me know. I have the Blu-ray. I mean, it's it on... It just
0: got released in 4K, too, so I'm like... Yeah. I That's one of the ones I hate. I, I love that Criterion is going to 4K. I hate that they're releasing some stuff that they just released, like, a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. On it feels, now, it so feels like, too
1: early to buy it again motherfucker I yeah. just
0: bought that haven't even watched
1: ago. it haven't even watched it in the Blu-ray yet haven't uh, um, yeah
0: and now I'm like god damn it now I really want to, I want 4K because that's a film that deserves to be in 4K yeah. that film's so fucking pretty
1: and I, I wouldn't have seen it since Yeah. I remember really liking it yeah um, that's
0: when I saw in the theater at, at um in Waterville at the railroad square and yeah. the drive home we were all like what the fuck did we just watch <laughs> like, what happened Remember when we all thought like Lost Highway was like weird to follow? Well, all right.
1: Yeah, I, I I remember not being able to follow any of it, but that it was as very so, cool. As soon
0: as one person explained something to me, I was like, oh, yeah, and it opened it all up.
1: I'll feel like I, <clears throat> I'll dive into it uh, when because it, it's on my list, so I'll get I'll get notified when it pops up somewhere, and it will. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm gonna go into it blind again, and then. See if I can figure it out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All I can remember is the lesbian scene. Which, I mean, if you're going to remember... It was a hell of an introduction to Naomi Watts. If you're going to remember one thing, uh, remember the Naomi Watts lesbian scene. Um, Yeah, because Forster was the detective. Him and Brent Briscoe were the two detectives. I believe you. I I don't remember. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Also an Alligator. Yeah. What is that? Oh, oh it's a alligator! A bonnet, giant alligator. I'm guessing it's about an alligator, yeah. yeah. Oh, he's a Black Hole, too. Forgot about that. Black Hole looks like a... I looks re-watch Looks like, I re- it. Looks, I looks watch like that. it took place... Looks like it was filmed not profit Did you not after. watch that as a kid? I don't think so.
0: That was a... I watched it, like, once, and it was really fucking weird. Like, it's a... You know, it's, it was one of Disney's, like, attempts at... Making like a little more adult motion picture, yeah, like teenage, and it's just fucking weird, really weird. Huh. Well, I haven't seen that in probably thirty years. Still had this had the, sto- the 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 storyboard record though, the storybook <laughs> record. Yeah. Okay. So now now we're on for uh, Devil in a Blue Dress.
1: I <clears throat> so there's a. There's I've talked about it a lot. There's a lot of movies that I uh, am just getting to now. Um, this is one that I just I can't believe I never watched it because yeah. this was peak Denzel, mid nineties, yeah, very early
0: peak Denzel. Yeah,
1: um, he had won an Oscar at this point. Um, he had because yeah, he won for Glory. Yeah, you're right. He had made
0: this one I missed for a long time because it was just it was in that early like we we were freshmen in college. Yeah, I had other like. This was a bit. This was too much of a throwback for me to care about at that time. Because Exa- yeah, I was like yes. I, you know we had just seen Pulp Fiction, and I was like, give me weird '90s experimental fucking cinema. Uh, you know, give me give me fucking the new David Lynch film. Give me all of this shit. You know, I don't want to see Devil in a Bur- Blue Dress because it looks like an old film. Yes, that, that, yes. So I was like, I don't care about it.
1: At this point, he had made uh, Malcolm X. He had made—I mean, like we said—he had won an Oscar for Glory. Uh, he had made Malcolm X. Pelican Brief was a big deal at the time. Uh, Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Hanks won an Oscar for. Uh, Crimson Tide was a huge mm-hmm. uh, was a huge movie. Uh, uh, g- part of it goes written by Tarantino. Really?
0: Yes, he did punch ups on that script. I didn't know that. Yep. Uh, uh, <coughs> go back and rewatch it anytime they're talking about the Silver Surfer.
1: Tarantino. <laughs> so, uh, Devil in a Blue Dress was... He was a big deal at this yeah. point. Uh, and it's not... Like you said, it's not that we weren't watching movies at this time. But it looked old. Yeah. And whatever. We were too young and edgy for that shit. But then, like, two years later, I loved L.A. Confidential. I guess yeah. it was just too far away from it at that point. Yeah. Um, that's an awesome fucking movie. Yeah. Uh, really. Uh, I mean, Right up my alley. That's, mm-hmm. that. I guess that's why I'm kind of pissed. Yeah. Is that it is exactly the movie yeah. that that type of movie that i like
0: yeah it is a you know an la film noir yeah like the in o- the in the late 40s the <laughs> only difference from most film noirs is the the cast is black
1: yeah <laughs> you know uh yeah cuz it kind of has a a, a a well it has that that whole element of uh being a well it's got the classic soldier coming home from war and not being
0: not being a part of anything, really. Yeah. Doesn't have... A, had a job. Didn't go well, because he's... You know, speaks his mind. Yeah. Because, you know, he went and fought for his country. He's not going to come back and be told what to do by right. some guy who doesn't know any better. And... Um, you know, owns his own house, which is, like, a
1: big Huge deal. deal.
0: Yeah. Uh, but is still, you know, looked down upon. Right. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and I mean, Easy Rollins, it's... Walter Mosley's been writing those books for decades,
1: yeah, there I, are I didn't,
0: so many books in that series.
1: I didn't know that, and I, I mean, it's easy to it's easy to see now uh, when you mentioned it, it. Was not it's not like I was shocked, but yeah, because they all for the longest time they, they had colors in the title. Okay, I but the first thing that I was thinking is that uh, one, I was pissed that I I waited thirty years to watch it, and two, how are we? I think well, I'll, what did I say in my little one line review? Uh, Good lord. Easy Rollins books in order.
0: Yeah. This is just... These are the Easy Rawlins ones. Devil in a Blue Dress, Red Death, White Butterfly, Black Betty, Little Yellow Dog, Gone Fishing, Bad Boy, Brawley Brown, Six Easy Pieces, Little Scarlet, Cinnamon Kiss, Blonde Faith, Little Green, Rose Gold, Charcoal Joe, and Blood Grove, which just came out in 2021.
1: So he's still doing them. He's still doing them. Um... Um, what I wrote was It's a shame we're not sitting here in 2023 Eagerly anticipating the 5th or 6th entry in this series Yeah But uh, The first thing I said to Robin was I would take right now A version set in the 70s With old, Cheadle Old, and yeah. old grizzled and Denzel's been is, doing I this think, for 30 years I think the books he ages in the books Yeah, it's not Bond where he's just yeah. always 40 yeah. Or whatever Because uh, that seems
0: to be the case I'm, I mean I went and made a list about it um a lot of like private eye, these types of private eye type novels like this as the writer gets older he ages the character along with him cuz yeah. um I I mentioned in the list you know movies that had like one fucking film and that was it um pretty underrated while uh, Liam Neeson walk among the tombstones
1: which I watched you recommended was, and I which watched which was a, a Lawrence Block
0: Matthew Scudder series yeah it's weird that they started like kind of in the middle for his books. Yeah, because
1: I uh, after Sins of watching the Father was the first one. Yes, that and that's the one that I've read. Yeah, uh, was that one after watching yeah. Walking the Tombstones?
0: And that only got one, and they'd done Eight Million Ways to Die in the '80s, like with Jeff Bridges, right? Which again, so technically that series has had two, but I don't count that because it's decade, you know, over two decades apart with two right. different actors, and again, Eight Million Ways to Die. Like, the fifth or sixth book, I think. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that character has aged all along. So it's like, fuck, if you'd been making these movies, you could be on, like, a sixth or seventh one now and you wouldn't have to change much because right. the character has aged. Same with um, uh, the Dennis Lehane series um, that Gone Baby Gone is part of. Yeah,
1: the, the uh, 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 what are Ga- Ga- ha- the Generos? Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh,
0: Gone Baby Gone is, like, the third one. But the one thing I kind of hope they do is there is a later book that Lehane put out, like... God, probably five years ago now, that takes place with the little girl from Gone Baby Gone, mm-hmm. now a teenager. Okay. And disappears
1: again. Where does she end up at the end of it? She ends up back with the mom. Okay. With with Holly from The Office. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> it's Amy Ryan. Yeah. Um,
0: Who, by the way, in War of the Worlds.
1: Yes. Which,
0: I was like, it's Amy Ryan. Yeah.
1: <laughs> She's in a lot of stuff uh, yeah. that you notice retroactively. Yeah. Like, ah, there she is. Yeah, she had that one scene.
0: Cool. Uh, but yeah, she. Uh, so I would love to see them kind of go back to Gone Baby Gone. Because, mm. I mean, in in the book series, like, those two characters broke up after that part. There's still, like, two more books in that particular... Cause there's Don't five. they in the movie? Yeah. 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 And in, in the fourth and fifth book, it's them still kind of func- trying to function. Sure. Like, he's he's just running it now with her still in the peripherals. Right. And it's a neat series of books. I... Cranked through them all in like a couple months. When after I had read Gone Baby Gone, I went back and started at the beginning and went through. Yeah. Um, but again, why didn't they make a follow up to that? I mean, yeah. maybe not. Affleck didn't want to, but it's just it's so weird that especially in a society now in like how Hollywood, where they're always trying to make a franchise, right? Here's shit that comes with a franchise already fucking attached. You yeah. have novels upon novels of
1: potential stories. And and they... Yeah, because stuff like this, um, it's why every TV show is a procedural. It's because you don't have to have... You get a new story every week. You get... A, there's just... Just do a new crime. Yep. Um, same thing. That, same reason that there's a billion hospital shows. Mm-hmm. Have a new case. You yep. know. Uh, it's... I, I know. Same reason that like Chicago now has a fire
0: show, oh a police show, oh an emergency oh
1: show. There are so uh, I say it every football season because that's my only <laughs> experience with network TV, and it also coincides with new shows, yeah. and they do all of they really push hard during footballs because that's when the most eyeballs are on it. So like it is. It is a joke every week mm-hmm. that, like, I'll, I'll yell out to Robin, Robin, there's a fucking NCIS crossover that's going to involve all seven of them coming yep. together or whatever. And then I'll be like, oh, wait, nope, that's CSI, sorry. The <laughs> NCIS crossover is going to be next week or whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. They're, they're just all the same show. And then, like you said, there's, like, a 911 Lone Star and, I don't, oh, my, god, yeah. it's just never ending. Yep. Uh, that and then uh, whatever the dumbest 30 rock style uh, reality show you can think of exists today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like Milf Island. Is Milf Gu- Island is. is it, it pretty much is. There yeah. is a. Pretty much what they. In yeah. 2008. It's just, the,
0: it's just not like the 14 year olds.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. But it's close, Dan. They're like yeah. 22 year old dudes with like their moms or whatever on. Yeah. it's. Everything that Tina yeah, said for
0: that, and I was like, "Oh my God, it's Milf Island <laughs> happening!" <laughs> I can't
1: remember what the actual show was called, but it's not far away when, from Milf Island. W- we're so close to Seinfeld Vision. <laughs> 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 but yeah, Seinfeld in a world in that like,
0: begs for this type of stuff, yeah, they can't get series of movies made, yeah. unless it's like a major block because these are films we've talked about it with Fletch. Thirty million dollars, yeah. you can make these movies every so often, and yeah. I can't imagine. I wonder... They would at least make thirty million back, but that's the thing: studios don't want to invest in a thirty million dollar film to make fifty million. Right. They want to invest one hundred and fifty million to make a billion.
1: Right. I I wonder if uh, speaking of the Fletch series, if the second one hadn't been a disaster, mm-hmm. if there had been, if there would have been more yeah. Chevy Chase ones. Um, I don't know. I, I think there's a chance. That this will, and I think that uh, going back to Glass Onion, I think that is maybe easing the fears of studio execs that this type of franchise can work. It doesn't have to be Mm -hmm. superheroes; it can be something like this. Oh yeah, it
0: was was a big news in Maine this weekend that like the one point five billion dollar lottery ticket was sold here in Maine. And like I guess the payout, if you want, just like the individual payout at something like four hundred million dollars, seven, seven something,
1: seven twenty. And I'm like,
0: I would open a movie studio, one hundred percent. I would fund like three million to five million dollar films.
1: Yeah. And I would well, just make what we've been talking yeah, about. <laughs> Start exactly. like four franchises. Yeah. Like,
0: oh, you want to make that movie for ten million? Here you go.
1: Yeah. Oh, it only made
0: ten million. It only made six million back.
1: Eh. Oh, well, it exists now.
0: It exists now. I'm happy. Yeah. You know, I'm a producer now. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, look. But it's weird to think that there aren't more people out there like that who are just like staggeringly they rich. They just
1: fell into a staggering amount of money.
0: Who like, fucking think of what Elon Musk and all his shittiness could have done with that $44 billion that he bought Twitter with. How about with the 200 it, that he lost?
1: Yeah, if he had just chosen to make some movies. Anything positive, you could be
0: way more powerful as a movie executive than you are as the owner of Twitter. Wait, you you like young women hanging on your every word? You're gonna be a movie producer, pal. Guess what? Yeah, you you want every man kissing your ass? Be a movie producer, people will do it. Like, (laughs) but nope, you you, you lost 200 billion dollars on that when you could have been financing so many, you could have been financing like 10 movies a year without even blinking an eye at the cost.
1: It, he would be throwing money at the wrong stuff, though. I oh, guarantee, of course, oh, of course I he would. He'd, guarantee be, he'd be
0: funding fucking Kevin Sorbo films. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Guys, how come Kevin Sorbo and Scott Baer are the only people that are ever in these movies? Yeah. Uh, back to Devil in a Blue Dress. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I, I guess I don't know how much more there is to say, but uh, if you have not seen it, seek it what out. What a
0: great movie. Um, uh, Carl Franklin... Had such a weird career, too. Mm. Um, Because he he did another one of my favorite neo-noir films, uh, One False Move, which was written by Billy Bob. Um, He's also done... You you see some TV stuff there. Some 90... uh, One True Thing, which, sure. Um, He hasn't... He didn't do a lot of films, and a lot of them were not successful No, there's not a lot here. Um... Just for fucking Devil in the Blue Dress and one false move, and Out of Time was fine. That wasn't a terrible Denzel film, but One False Move is an excellent, excellent neo noir film.
1: I feel like Out of Time is one thing. Out of Time, no, I'm thinking of Deja Vu. Yeah, it's it, yeah. There's a couple it, of the mid the mid two thousand Denzel films where you're like when he was which one's in out, Miami when he was yeah. cranking out like two a year. Yeah. Uh, oh,
0: but One False Move is so. Good, just you know, criminals on the run type of thing. Oh, I will add it. Yeah, Uh, that one forever was like I still had my VHS copy of that bad boy. Yeah, because it wasn't on DVD for the. I just got it on on a Blu Ray, but it was not available for the longest fucking time.
1: Um, Devil in a Blue Dress is very. uh, I mean, it's a period piece. Obviously, it takes place in 1948, but. uh, it's also mu- very much of its time because uh, Jennifer Beale.
0: <laughs> Jennifer Beal, she's popular.
1: She had a, a shelf life of flash dance. So, I mean, she was kind of out at this point. Yeah, she uh, had a
0: couple Yeah, mid 90s films where she was in. Yeah. But, yeah.
1: Um, Cheetal's great. Oh so great in this and
0: this is like early fucking Cheetle yes this is um, young Cheetle I actually I started watching on the Criterion there's like a 35 minute interview between Carl Franklin and Cheetle I watched about 10 minutes of it yesterday yeah. it's really good because apparently Cheetle had worked on his um like PhD like doctorate film or whatever film, BFI AFI film whatever yeah um and had they had fun but he didn't think he was right for the role for this Because what's that second one there? He hadn't done much of anything. This is this year. Punk. That's that's Carl Franklin's student film. Okay. Um. Because oddly enough, like Denzel's like ten years older than him. I believe that. So so he didn't think he thought the age was too far apart for them to be like for them to be be pals. Yeah. So not realizing that Denzel's like I'll just play it ten years younger. Yeah. And you know so. Uh, apparently they met in like a doctor's office like him and Franklin just randomly and Franklin's like you need to come read for this role come fucking read for this role um, and he did and it was really good yeah he was briefly in Hamburger Hill I don't remember him in colors at all
1: I- I'm guessing Roadside
0: that- Prophets looks like a 100% early 90s film just from that fucking cover
1: Yeah uh just
0: looking at this having not seen i don't remember him in things to do in denver when you're dead but that had a huge cast
1: I, i'm guessing devil in a blue dress was his biggest role to date i would imagine when so. he was i mean just looking at the yeah, eight there before had the
0: volcano in 97
1: volcano uh i'm a dante's peak man myself <laughs> i saw them both in the theater both awful yeah. awful but uh, uh dante's uh, peak is the pierce brosnan one right yeah that one is hilarious. Volcanoes Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, also very funny, yeah. but uh, oh. both just brutal. He might be my
0: favorite part of Boogie Nights. He really, he might be. Yeah? I love him in Boogie Nights. And fucking Out of Sight. Out of Sight, he is scary. If you like him as Mouse, you will fucking love him in Out of Sight, because he is a hard fucking
1: man in that. Did they remake Failsafe in 2000? I believe they did. Ooh, I don't know, man. Should I watch that? I didn't know that existed. Walter Cronkite is in this movie, Dan. That's himself. Fucking right.
0: I've never seen it.
1: Dreyfus is in the Fonda role. I feel like that was a TV movie. Noah Wiley is in the uh, guy from Genie. Mainly because Noah Wiley's in it. Who is the... uh, Oh my! I got Hank Azaria in the uh, in the um, uh, math hour roll. <laughs> I'm curious,
0: huh? I'm like Stephen I, I... Frears. That I mean, that was 19, no, 2000. Yeah, so that was after like um, the Grifters and stuff. That would have been right around very pretty things. Maybe? I'm kind of uh, taken aback here. Um, yeah, because that was after High Fide- That was right around the same year as High Fidelity. Because I think High Fidelity was like two thousand one,
1: two thousand two. Uh, so Grifters, uh, then Hero, which was awful. Yeah, Mary Riley. Mary Riley, which was boring. Mm-hmm. High Fidelity, which I just didn't like. I don't like a lot of these movies, Dan. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, dirty, yeah. So dirty, it would have been pretty fail. Thing. Dirty
0: Pretty Things was good. Okay, I'll
1: take your word for it.
0: Yeah, Freezers is weird. Or he's done a lot of stuff. Is he style. British? Yeah, oh, yeah, he's very British. Okay. I was going
1: to say, there's an awful lot of British shit on here. Yeah. Okay. Oh, he looks very British. That's a yeah. great uh, yeah. headshot. Mm-hmm. He looks like he just crawled out of a dumpster. <laughs> Doesn't s- he? And sneering at you. With the, what the fuck are you looking at? <laughs> are you taking my picture right now? Uh, interesting. I'm going to put it on the list. If it pops up somewhere, I will watch go. it. And I'm... Almost a morbid curiosity. Yeah, because that's a really good cast. I mean it's got a three point four rating. It does. It's got a surprise, and they're all heavily in the uh, right in the mid. Right in the middle, which is usually a good sign. Yeah that it's that it is that just, just indeed a mid level movie. Y- yes, right. Uh, I'm 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 interested. Um, color me interested in the two thousand remake of Failsafe. Uh, anything else? What else we got? Um, oh uh tonight. Oh yes, I forgot. I, 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 I meant is, to mention it as is soon as the I s-
0: premiere of The Last of Us. As soon as I saw your shirt. Um, um, which is the first time I'm gonna be excited for like Sunday night HBO in since a long the, time. Since like the third episode of the last season of Game of
1: Thrones. Yeah. Either I mean, that, or I don't remember which came first. That first season of Westworld was kind of weekly viewing. That was before the final season okay. of Game of Thrones, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, this is I'm a little bit. I, I like have a little bit of nerves, but they've been yeah. like um, everything
0: I've seen looks so yeah.
1: good. Yeah, and the the reviews okay. have been overwhelmingly. I haven't positive. seen a single review yet. I have not to. It's still sitting at one hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, there are see though I mean, th- if you played the game, it's I, it's very faithful to the yeah. game. There are obviously a lot of shots that are taken right from the game.
0: Oh, yes, um, the real like test for me will be how Andrea watches it tonight
1: because she's mm. excited
0: for it because she has seen me play parts of the game. Yeah. Because she was always very like I showed her like the opening yep. sequence of the game. Right. And she was like oh this is really cool. Yeah. And then she would watch me play it randomly. So like she will be a big like if she thinks it's awesome I'll be like okay this is going to be big. This is going to be yeah. popular because she's not us who fucking just love these games.
1: And the the big adjustment that you have to make of uh, someone coming from playing the game is that you. You have to realize there's not going to be as much combat yeah. because, like, the combat's there as the game mechanic. Yeah, this is basically just the cutscenes. Yeah. Um, I, I guess there are entire episodes where you don't see a single clicker, which is totally fine. Good. I don't uh, want that all the time because, yeah. again,
0: one of my favorite parts of the game was when they were in Pittsburgh. Yeah, and it was people that were the worst part of it. Oh yeah, yeah. I like the fact that there were parts of the game where it was not the clickers that were the shit you needed to worry about. Right. It was other people.
1: Yeah. Cause
0: I, I mean, because it was a game, you had to play the game differently. Yeah. A little bit. But. Uh,
1: and I, I like that because you don't have to spend time with all that combat, you can go even... Uh, I saw a thing with Neil Druckmann that he was just really thrilled that he could like dive deeper into... You get way more of uh, Bill, which mm-hmm. is who is played by Nick Offerman. I know. I love uh, that. <laughs> So if you've played the game, the whole Bill storyline, you get well, a whole episode is basically what you're reading in the notes. Yeah. Uh, it's like episode four or five or whatever. Oh, wow. is, is basically the story behind what you're reading. Uh, so you get Bill and Frank's whole story, mm-hmm. um, which is great. And I, I love that they were able to... Because a lot of things don't translate well because once you take the gameplay mechanic away yeah. from it, the story is so thin yeah. that there isn't... There isn't much there. There isn't much to Resident Evil, even though, yeah. despite what you may think, because they've made like six movies or yeah, however. Yeah, the majority of your game is you're looking around searching for shit.
0: Yeah. This, <sighs> there's not going to be an entire episode with her running around looking for parts to build something.
1: Right. You know, that's look, just... Scissors, look, there's a lot of broken scissors around here. Yeah, exactly. A lot of broken scissors in that world. Uh, I'm going to spend the next hour and a half looking for a baseball card. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Why are there just bags of sugar? <laughs> And why are they next to gunpowder? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, so I'm, I'm glad that the 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 world is deep enough that. Yeah. And plus, it's it's from the the showrunner is it's not just Neil Druckmann, it's also the guy that made Chernobyl, yeah. uh, Craig Madsen, which I still to this day, it's maybe the best TV show I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah,
0: it's what and it, without a doubt, it's one of the biggest surprises. Yeah, because like yeah, I, I, I was, had I had no real desire to watch. Me that. neither. Especially because it came out right around the time as Watchmen, and like Watchmen got all the attention. Yeah, but it's like fuck, that was really goddamn good. Uh,
1: I know it kind of gets a. I I should look at it differently. Like you can't look at it the same way you would look at like something like Breaking Bad, where it was five seasons. Mm -hmm. Chernobyl was very much six episodes, and you're done, and you're done. Which I understand it's easier to be awesome when you don't have to fill. 60 but hours I'm of TV. I'm
0: okay with that. Yeah. Uh, I would much rather, like, Last of Us be th- three seasons. This is the story we're gonna fucking tell. Yeah,
1: I think... And, I, hey... I wouldn't be we surprised might get, if it's We only might two. get another season out of
0: this, you know.
1: I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if it's only two, because... Season, I wouldn't either. Season one is gonna be game one and the DLC, because you do see scenes from yeah. the Left Behind DLC, um, the photo booth and her at the mall and stuff like that. That oh. all takes place in the DLC. Did you ever do that? Oh, yeah. Okay. Love that. Um, loved that DLC. Uh, and then I'm assuming uh, season two would just be the second game. If they do more, fine. See, I feel but... like two might, see, like game two, might be able to be stretched out into two. Yeah, I still have to finish it. I'm gonna start it over. Well,
0: it's just because there's that part right in the middle where it switches from her uh, from one perspective to the next. Yeah, like that would be a really cool thing. Like this season two is all up with her perspective, and then switch and then over switches to... over, and then the next season is. The other character's perspective. Again, I don't want to ruin things for people who haven't played a game that's five years old at this point. I'm the worst. But that would be kind of neat to see. Like, okay, you spent all this time thinking you fucking hate this character. And then the next season, you're forced to be with that character. Understand. And understand why they're. And then still.
1: Florence have this... Pugh?
0: Oh, she would be that so. That might be a little on point. Oh, my God, though. She'd be so fucking good. What was her
1: name? In the. Game.
0: I cannot remember for the life of me right now. But, oh, my God, Forrest P would fucking... Just, yeah. She's in Marvel movies. She's working out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She, she might not be that buff. But she'll be in shape. Yeah. That uh, would be awesome. And she would nail that. Yeah, and then, like, you could still have, like, the final three episodes be, like, the final part of the game. Mm. And that'd be that.
1: I was I was up to the point where you're still Ellie... Um, I knew it switched, but I, you're still Ellie, and the game mechanic of killing the dogs comes in, and I was like, "Can't do it," because <laughs> I think Pete had just died. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't about killing dogs at that yeah. point. Yeah. Uh, I got that was no pro- a rough part anyway
0: of the game for a while. Got
1: no play problem play. with it now. No, I'll, I'll, I'll I, I did. I have gone as far as downloading it on uh, the upstairs PlayStation, so mm. it's I've, I've at least gotten that far. Yeah, part of me, sh- I meant to replay at least the first game this past Christmas break, and then yeah. I didn't. So. I've played that so many times that I, I know it by heart. Well, it's one of the few games that I've replayed Replayed it now twice. Yeah. Um, I don't do that with games. Like I Usually once it, I finish a game, I'm done with it. I played it twice on PS3 and I think four times on PS4. Because I did all of the... Yeah. Because the way that it, it, the first one unlocks the difficulty ones is you have to play one to unlock the next one. Mm-hmm. So to play it on Survivor... Yeah, to play it on Survivor Plus, you have to have beaten it like four times. Mm-hmm. So I think I've got six playthroughs total. Um, yeah, I'm I'm really excited. I, I will. I've got a feeling we'll be talking about it next week. <laughs> I will tune in at you know tonight at yeah, nine. which I, is
0: exactly what I plan on doing. Uh, although
1: there is thank God tomorrow's a day off. Yeah. Otherwise, don't know if I'd be able to do it. I don't remember who the the game is tonight... But, well, I mean, it's only the last one's only going to be an hour, so... Yeah. Actually, I don't know. Is the first episode going to be a little longer, maybe? Are they well, doing two I'm, episodes at I'm once? i to find out. They usually don't.
0: They usually just do their one episode a, a night type
1: of thing. Who does... Who does uh, usually drops two the first week? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Uh, first
0: one's going to be nine episodes, and tonight's episode... Wow, rating of 9.8 on IMDb. Huh. Uh, hour and 25 minutes... Then episode mini, two mini is... movie. Episode two is 55 minutes. Episode three is 120. Holy Those shit. Those are the times they've got. I like that, though. I like that... They
1: he's, weren't... He's they got the time the
0: story needs to tell. Yeah. yeah nine episodes. Yeah, that's a good... If they're all going to average 55 minutes or higher, that's a good amount
1: of television. Oh, yeah. It's going to be like a 50, cool. 15 hours probably that's by the time. If, they're, if it's between like 12 and 15, that'll be perfect. Yeah. That's about That's how long, exciting. That's how long a, a good playthrough is with your mm-hmm. looking through stuff. Uh, you can blaze through it in half that once you've found everything. But Episode 1's... The Miller family life is turned upside down by a mysterious outbreak in their hometown. I'm wondering... Well, see, originally my... Uh, I'm wondering how long... I like that Melanie Winsky is Kathleen. I like that. Uh...
0: And a torv is Tess. Interesting.
1: I'm wondering how long that uh, that opening sequence will be in the game. It's about 20 minutes. Yeah, uh, I, I, I hope it's almost. I was assuming it. was I mean, you don't have first... to have her wander around the house for 10 minutes trying to figure out all the
0: all the stuff. <laughs>
1: catching catching some exposition on the TV yeah. from the news.
0: I hope it plays very much like that. I think that I I hope they do the same thing where the show just starts with that cold goes yeah. into that scene and then you don't see the the last one's title card until yeah and then you get like the you know years later oh fuck I hope they do that that would be akin to them not starting off a Dark Tower movie by going the Gunslinger you know the Man in yeah. fled across the desert and the Gunslinger followed yeah
1: uh, I hope there's there's some Boston introduction though I guess yeah um,
0: a- at I mean least if it's an hour and a half
1: they've got the time because that's
0: you've got I 20 minutes bet. to tell the opening part and then you can tell the next part
1: I bet it gets up to the point. I bet tonight's episode ends when uh, Joel and Tess uh, kill the dude in the alley. Probably. I think that will be how tonight's episode ends. I don't remember what that guy's name was, but they shoot him in the face.
0: Yeah, because let's see. What's (laughs) the next part called? What's the next episode?
1: What's the first one called?
0: When you're lost in the darkness. Okay. And episode two is infected, which... Holy crap. It does not give even a, a, a summary or a synopsis. Yeah, I'm just incredibly excited for this.
1: Yeah, me too. And, and like you said, I haven't been excited for a show in a long time. No. Uh, so this is... Uh...
0: Oh, Gabrielle Luna's in it. That's Tommy.
1: Yes. Because uh, I've i also... Because we've been so movie-centric the past couple of years, uh, yeah, I've th- avoided shows mm-hmm. because of the because of the time commitment. <laughs> like, when I think about watching a show, I'm like, yeah, I bet that show's really good, but that's like six movies. Yeah, whenever I talk about to
0: start a new show, I'm like, is it worth me inter- interrupting my movies?
1: Robin has started watching and I've I've watched at this point probably I've probably watched 3 out of every 4 that she has. I don't know what episode she's on, but uh Fleischman's in Trouble. Oh yeah, I saw a tra- I saw it's like pretty good. Like, it looked like it. Was. Uh Everyone in It's kind of mean and at a shitty depressing point in their life, but uh it's pretty good. On Hulu, I think has got such a great cast. Mm. I'm just looking
0: at people that are in the show, like further down. And
1: who is David? I didn't recognize the actor. and He's only on screen, like just for a flash. You see, I, I assume it's David when he, the, you see the the meat cleaver hit the chopping block. Um... <sighs> Voiced by Nolan North in the game. There's Josiah. That will be late because it was. That's the winter section.
0: <laughs> yeah, it doesn't does not show David, mm. or uh, they've changed his name. I mean, uh, that could I, be I, too. I, I don't know why they would though. Yeah. Either way, uh, Rockman actually directed an episode. I believe that who directed the first.
1: Episode? He was uh, in that thing that I was watching. He was saying that like. He's super, Craig Mazin
0: directed Tonight's, though.
1: He's Just nervous time. and excited because uh, this will be the first time his parents have seen anything because they don't play video games. He
0: directed the second episode. Okay. Druckmann. Yeah, Mazin the first, Druckmann the second. Yeah, and then it'll go on to, like, other directors.
1: Probably come back for the I, last couple. I'm guessing
0: Yeah, I'm guessing Mazin will direct number nine.
1: Yeah. Still, obviously, heavy, heavily, heavily involved. No, he is uh, not. No? No.
0: He's not listed as the director for Number Nine. Mm. Ali Abbasi is the director for the last two. Who is Ali Abbasi? What has he done?
1: Stuff I have not seen. I'm sure they're going to be great. No, I'm sure. Uh, but we'll be on that next week. Uh, we'll continue on our the stuff that you will probably have watched five more Spielbergs by then. Hopefully. Um, Other than that, we got anything else? No. Awesome. Talk to you next week then.